Welcome to Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, occasional VHS tapes. Me, I'm Hal. You, you're William. And welcome to episode 50 of the podcast. Yeah, we did it. The entire audience is William. The entire audience is William. <laughs> you, you're Hal. Me, I'm occasional VHS tape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, welcome back, William. It's been a hot minute since you were on. I think the last time you were on was the Evil Dead episode. Uh, yeah, don't worry, though. That's going to change. It's, yeah, that's, that is going to change. Next episode, William. Episode after that, William again. <laughs> uh, we got anyway. some shit to talk about. Yeah. This one and also every other episode. Exactly. You know what? Exactly. You know what's shipping soon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you motherfucker. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that's that's besides the point. That's for future episodes. Let's talk about the now. Um as punishment for making me uh buy showgirls on Blu-ray, you son of a bitch. No, I'm... it was showgirls on 4K. Sorry, you, that's correct. Showgirls on 4K. Which is punishment. even worse. <laughs> as punishment, I made you uh come on today's episode. Uh in honor of it being episode 50, uh, I had the ingenious idea to do uh, this thing called 50 of the Greatest Cartoons VHS Tape. Uh, so, yeah, that's the movie I decided for us to do for episode 50. That is the, uh, in celebration of this podcast, we're running, fi- for r- running for 50 episodes, we're talking about a crappy VHS cartoon compilation. <laughs> Six hours worth of cartoons. Six full hours of color and color animation. <laughs> That's what it advertises itself as. Video by Technicolor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, let's just get jump right into it, honestly. Uh, we got 50 cartoons to talk about. I made you watch all 50. The, okay, so actually, the funny thing is, I own this VHS tape. You don't. So you had a more difficult time trying to find these cartoons. Yeah, I, I had imagine. to actually go and search for them online. <laughs> a good chunk of these are, like, readily available on YouTube or, like, there's a lot of Looney Tunes, so a lot of them are HBO Max, and others are public domain. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it wasn't that hard. The most questionable is one that was just, like, the stuff that's, like, oh, it's named after a nursery rhyme. There's no director to look for, so I have to figure out what that is on my own. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, Humpty Dumpty in Humpty Dumpty. What what does that tell me? Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh suffice it to say, this VHS tape is not the greatest in the world, as you'll come to realize. Um yeah, it's one of well, those 50 cartoon compilation things that they, that were all the rage in the 90s and early 2000s where it's like they boast hundreds of cartoons, so many hours, but they're all public domain stuff or just stuff that the companies don't care about that much anymore and they're all yeah. in terrible quality. Oh, dude, like you saw them on like internet quality, I saw them on VHS quality. Holy well, some crap. of those internet quality ones were VHS quality because, like, they haven't been yeah. like transferred. Most of the Looney Tunes, yeah, that, those are fine. Like, some of those are just on like HBO Max or like in different different compilations. In fact, oh, one of the ones on here just got a Blu-ray release recently. Mm. That a uh, Tale of Two Kitties that just got released on Blu-ray for the first time on that new Looney Tunes or collector's archive thing that Warner Archive just put out. I just got that in the mail like two weeks ago. 
Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, because I was taught well, I was talking to my buddy John about this, John, who's been a frequent guest on the podcast. Um, when I was telling him, I was just well, originally I asked him, I'm just like, hey, do you want to come on episode 50 and talk about 50 of the greatest cartoons? He's like a six hour VHS tape. No, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I don't blame you. William, do you want to talk about this? And you you jumped on the occasion. Um, but I was telling John about this VHS tape and he's just like, wait, six hours? Like the quality is going to be shit because they have to like slow the tape down in order to fit all of that, you know, content onto the tape. And I was like, hmm, I guess you're right. And as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this thing is like, running on fumes like good lord it was terrible quality because of how slow it was like rolling in the vhs player it was maybe that's how aldous and rabbit stew ended up on there they couldn't tell it was racist because of how bad the quality was (laughs) yeah i'm not kidding like there were some cartoons that like they didn't fade to black they looked like they it would fade to blue because the coloring was so off it was it was uh it was 50 of the greatest cartoons on VHS, for sure. Um, Did the Free Stooges cartoons still have the live-action segments involved, or was it just the animated sections? No, they did have the live-action segments, yes. So, because... Well, they had to play the intro of them being uh, being in the parade. Um, yeah. And then... It, and then Yeah, then the live-action segment, and then the cartoon, and then the live-action segment, and then the credits. Because the credits would always play at the end, r- rather than playing at the beginning, like, you know... 95% of the rest of the cartoons on this VHS. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, let's talk about specifics. Uh, so it's called 50 of the Greatest Cartoons, and it's it has a list of all 50 on the back. And I find it funny that they're all numbered because that implies that it starts at the top and goes to the very bottom. But number one is Tarts and Flowers starring Little Audrey and... That is not the number one cartoon of all time, I must say. It's not a bad one, but it's no. not one of the group. I like the wording of the title in general, 50 of the greatest cartoons. So, These yeah, are not I... the top 50, but they're 50 of the greatest. How big is greatest? <laughs> greatest is pretty vague, I must what, say. What is our it's... breath here? <laughs> I mean, think about it. If any VHS that advertises having the greatest cartoons, but then it also has five, count them, five little, uh, three Stooges cartoons. And only one Woody Woodpecker. One Woody Woodpecker, like three Popeye, two Felix the Cat. In all fairness, the majority of these greatest cartoons are Looney Tunes, but then it also includes all this in Rabbit Stew. So it's like, I think the, they're lying The answer to is us. public domain. The answer yeah. is it's what they had the rights to or what they didn't need rights to. Exactly, exactly. Notably, so, yeah. there is no Disney on here anywhere. Like, yeah, so really, how accurate is this? And it's like free Popeye shorts. They're all from the 50s. They're not from the 30s or 40s, which is like the golden age or from like the 50s era. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't yeah. say any of the ones that they showed there, so there either were bad either, but like... These are not from the golden age of Popeye either. Yeah, exactly. So you have to really question uh, the title of greatest. It's like mm. it's greatest in like five quotes. Yeah, <laughs> I like there are free Casper the Friendly Ghost shorts, but they're also completely out of order. Yeah, exactly. So the what very the hell? first Casper cartoon is on here, but it's the second, the last thing on the entire tape. Yeah. Yeah. What? Now, granted, I, I had to find these separately, so I did not watch them in the order of the tape either. 
I mm. just like made my own list, separating them into the categories. So like I watched all the Looney Tunes cartoons in a row, second, even though they would be spread out the whole thing. Yeah. Do we just want to like list off real quick what each cartoon is, just going off the start? Well, yeah. So why don't we start? So anyway, number one, Tarts and Flowers featuring Little Audrey. Uh, that's the one where Little Audrey is baking yeah. a cake. And she has a hallucinogen hallucinogenic dream where she goes into Candyland. Candy land. Um and yeah. she almost burns down her house and it's played for laughs. Uh so I also have like made a ranking list on letterbox is going where I ranked all these. Mm-hmm. The only ones that aren't here are the free studios because those are not on Letterboxd because those were direct to TV. They were not theatrical yes. shorts. Everything else here is a theatrical short. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, I put Torts and Flowers at number 13, a, a strong middle. A strong middle, I agree. Uh, number two, Goofy Goofy Gander, another Little Audrey cartoon. I had no idea who Little Audrey was before these. I had very low expectations, but honestly, they were fine. Yeah. I'm, the first I'm one fan- I think is better than the other, but they're fine. I think so too. Yeah, I'm a fan of Bird Brain. <laughs> the guy who has a little bird in his brain. <laughs> I, you know when tarts and flowers first started i thought it was gonna be one of those bits where like oh she just like gets lectured by the microwave or whatever about how to cook correctly the, yeah. by the radio how to cook correctly and that would be the whole short no she then has a dream where she goes to Candyland. land yeah. it got it's like oh damn okay so she just has dreams all the time got it yeah exactly that's i'm oh, assuming yeah. that's the bit because that also happens in goofy goofy gander yeah she's a little girl she has dreams uh i guess that's the running gag with her so basically I mean, oh you know holy shit i just got i just figured it out little audrey little nemo oh that's the bit okay now i got the it bit. that's the bit good i have not seen little nemo <laughs> <laughs> neither have i but i know what he's about mostly well, now well listen we've only seen two little audrey cartoons i think you and me are the biggest uh little audrey experts uh yeah what we c- say is objectively correct Exactly. Yeah. Very high, high prestigious uh, thought process we have. Number yeah. three, Falling Hair, starring Bugs Bunny, which is probably one of the most normal cartoons on here. Like, I could see the argument of this being one of the actual greatest cartoons. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to spoil it. I just had this one at number one. It just felt like yeah. number one by default. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is actually one of those wartime cartoons that was also on my Cartoon Crazies DVD, which was the very first thing I ever talked about on the podcast. Um, I mean, it makes sense because it's uh, wartime. Uh, it has a plane. It doesn't really so... have much to do with the actual war, though. It's just that I, it is a plane. I know, but again, as I said in that episode, they have like a whole. They have a whole like cartoon of just like nursery rhymes and you're like well why does this ha- what does this have to do with propaganda cartoons and, but like at one point a grasshopper holds up a war bond paper and it's like oh it has to do with the war i guess uh great <laughs> so yeah, the yeah only that, happens note- like, that happens like another short too where it's like you're looking there's a bunch of signs in the back on one that just says to buy war bonds randomly yeah, exactly, exactly. I guess that's the st- that's the cutoff. It's like if you make at least one reference to the war, it's a propaganda cartoon. Which well, I think they they also just kind of had to do that to uh, have money in general back then. Yeah, because yeah. everyone was broke at that point. Yeah, go- getting over the uh, Great Depression and whatnot. Uh... Disney was broke because of Fantasia. Warner Brothers was broke because management. I guess. Yeah, everyone was broke. Everyone was broke except for uh, 
William Randolph Hearst. He was just doing he was doing just fine. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh the only other notable thing about falling hair, uh uh on on Max or HBO Max on Max, it's yeah. uh listed uh, uh so it so the way that HBO Max lists Looney Tunes is that it has them each in a season by the year they were made, which makes sense. Uh, falling hair. The short that involves a little gremlin hijacking a plane is listed as season nine, episode eleven. <laughs> that changed us forever, man. I mean, we we were never the same after that. After realizing that, <laughs> oh. it was the third cartoon I watched for this too. Yeah. So, <laughs> which great? I guess it would have been. It's just the third one in general. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, you want to move on to cartoon number four? Number four, Wolf, Wolf, Mighty Mouse. Wolf, Wolf, Mighty Mouse. I uh, had this at number 30. We're dropping a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not... I mean, it was fine. I, I'm not really that familiar with Mighty Mouse. Uh, he's just a mouse who's mighty. And yeah. he, beats up, he beats up a bunch of wolves. Uh, yeah. Cool. I don't Maybe. remember much either from this one. Uh, we can move on then. Uh, he, number he, five. He sure is Mighty Mouse. Number sure five. Mouse. Pantry Panic, Woody Woodpecker. So this one I actually watched before this just by sheer happenstance because I, I bought that Woody Woodpecker collection from Walmart earlier mm-hmm. this year. I would have gotten the Blu-ray, but then I found out that the Blu-ray is also just a completely different collection of shorts. So like the DVD is volume one, but the Blu-ray is volume two. So if you want all of them, you need both anyway. Yeah. And they both have basically the same cover. So, like, well, okay, I guess I'll just buy the Woody Whippaker DVD and get the Blu-ray collection later. And that Pantry Panic was just on there. Yeah. So I'd already um, seen this previously. And yeah. A pretty decent short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this at seven. <laughs> seven. Seven. I mean, it's, it's the only Woody Woodpecker cartoon on this VHS, which is uh, bullshit because he's like one of the more prominent characters on the cover of this VHS tape, but he only gets yeah. the one. So, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, there are two different shorts on this tape where the whole plot is some idiot didn't prepare for winter. Yeah, that's true. One of them's Woody Woodpecker, another one's a, a, a bear. Uh, the difference we'll is that. the difference is that Woody Woodpecker actually had jokes in it. That's true too. Yeah, remember the jokes? I, I don't. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to spoil it for you. That other short is literally a uh, 44 on my list, which means it's technically second to last. Yeah. <laughs> not including the Free Stooges shorts, since those are not on Letterbox, so they could be in yeah. the list. So yeah, exactly. Um, well, number six. Heckle and Jackal talking. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that Woody somehow killed a moose. Oh yeah, how did that happen? He killed yeah. a moose. Yeah, you know a moose. You guys know how big moose are. Pretty big. They're like what ten <laughs> feet tall. Uh, are they? They the, might. Be. They're pretty fucking huge. Yeah, they're pretty. Big. Yeah, suffice it to say, they're big. How and... tall is a moose? <laughs> Woody is not tall. <laughs> uh, let me. Uh. At shorter, they're okay. They're I exaggerated. They go up to about six point nine feet at the shoulder, but like still pretty big. I mean, six nine is still pretty big. Like yeah. that's like what uh, uncultured swine's height. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
I'm just kidding. He's 10 feet tall. Anyway. Uh, I, I, when I Googled how tall is a moose, there's a little Wikipedia blurb at the side, and it says moose characters, and it shows Bullwinkle J. Moose, Rocky the Flying School, Moose Mason, and Midge Clump. Uh, I know two of those characters. Uh, moose and Midge are from Archie. Oh, right. Oh, right. Moose from Archie. I remember. Yeah. Stay out of Riverdale. Duh, stay out of Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. uh, if a moose wants to fuck you up it will it will it will fuck do you not up. fight a moose do not fight a moose I'm, they I'm, are I'm, eldritch beings i'm telling you canada do not fight your moose okay uh, what, seven fresh hair fresh so hair. this was a cartoon Let's... that was for the first 99 percent of the cartoon was really good i put it at number so four good. on my list but the literal literal last five seconds Literal last five seconds. I was in the call with you when you started watching that. You and me, yeah. we were just quiet the whole time because we were just snickering. We were just laughing because like- It's a good short. Make, it's a good short. There was yeah, nothing it's a to good Bugs of. Bunny and Elmer Fudd cartoon. And then the last so second, randomly, they just put on a random minstrel show. Why? <laughs> like, what? Where's what? the joke? <laughs> the, the joke was that people in the 30s were racist. Yeah, well, yeah. But like, what did it have to do with the rest of the short? Is the other thing like it just it's it's like like I get the bit the, of Bugs Bunny distracting people by singing a song that makes sense. Yeah. Why the blackface? Why the blackface? Like it it's it's literally for no reason. I'm not even saying it is like a uptight 21st century. It's like literally like there, the there joke was, was no racism. Build up to, the joke was racism. There was no build up to it. It's it comes out of nowhere. It it ruins the whole short. I still love the first 90% of it though. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh we skipped the Heckle and Jackal, but there's nothing to talk about with there. So on to number 8, uh Aloha, ha ho! Three Stooges, our first Three Stooges. All right, we did skip. I did skip the talking magpies. Oh, the, domestic abuse. Domestic abuse. Anyway, Three Stooges. Um, so yes, there's no Three Stooges cartoons on the on Letterbox, so it was not easy to log those. In fact, I just didn't log them. Um, so I, this could apply to all the Three Stooges cartoons. They're not very good. Yeah, like, for the record, I I did not. I only actually watched two of the Free Stooges cartoons. Uh, this one and the Mummy one. But after watching them, I like, yeah, these are going to be all the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's, there's like no content there. Also, speaking of racism, this one's also just the joke is racism. Yeah, the the joke is, oh, these Native Islanders, they want to eat you because they're also cannibals. there's a typo on the tape on the back there. I'm noticing. Aloha ha ho. Aloha ha ho. Oh yeah, there, a... that's not the only typo that's on here for the record. There's other typos. <laughs> I love this tape so much. <laughs> like the 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 musical musical Lulu. That's actually music cut Lulu. Oh my! Wait, so the cartoon is music music cut Lulu, or is the the actual? Okay, the the post is a musical Lulu, but on Letterbox it's listed as Musica hyphen Lulu. Oh. Oh. Uh I think like the Tale of Two Kittens one. The Tale of Two Kitties, they listed as Tale of Two Kittens, but it's Tale of Two Kitties. Oh my goodness. And it says wait, and it says you know, I'm just looking at this, it says Tweety Bird and Sylvester. Sylvester was never in it. Yeah. And <laughs> that was actually prototype Tweety. That wasn't actual Tweety yet. Oh my god. That was before Tweety was a character. Oh my goodness! Wait, did they mm. list the Presto Changer as Bug? Yeah, they did. 
Oh my god, they did. Yeah, yeah they Fresh listed that as Bugs, Bugs Bunny, Bunny, but that's not actually that's before Bugs was Bugs. Yeah. <laughs> what a great tape. <laughs> this is why I chose it. Um number nine, Little Miss Muffet, Mother Goose. Uh technically, but that's the Mother Goose. Okay, so Here's where this is starting to confuse you because I remember you were telling yeah, me. Yeah, this about is this. the most confusing thing on you because it's like there's this thing called the um, Nursery Rhyme Review, which was actually a stop motion thing directed by, of all people, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. And like it has four, four different little nursery rhymes all done stop motion, but randomly one of them is by Ub Iwerks instead. And that one's also on here, but for as far as Nursery Rhyme Review goes, only the first one is actually on this tape, and the other two are not. Yes. For yeah. some reason. Which is, which, like, really, you have to think about, because, like, think about it. Like, this is obviously a cartoon where they just grabbed whatever they had, and they just edited it between, like, different other cartoons to make, like, a, to make a compilation. Um, why they would only have two of the Ray Harryhausen Mother Goose cartoon and not the rest of them. Like, and, like, the other one was was the uh, Bioworks one from ten years before or something. Yeah. It's like the shorts are Little Miss Muffet, Old Mother Hubbard, Queen of Hearts, and Humpty Dumpty. Only Miss Muffet and Queen of Hearts from that are on here. But the kicker is that there are other separate Old Mother Hubbard and Humpty Dumpty shorts on this tape. Yeah, which are both of Iwerks uh, cartoons. But they're listed as, yeah, Old Mother Hubbard, Mother Goose, Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) It just blows my mind that they were lazy enough to throw these on here, but they weren't lazy enough to then... just use the whole thing? To just use the whole thing. And, like, okay, so here's our thing with, like, we can also, this, this will be the same thing with the Queen of Hearts short, short later. They're fine. The animation's yeah. great. Yeah. There's not much else to talk about because they're basically silent shorts. They use inner exactly. titles. Yeah, there's no narration or nothing. There's no real jokes. It's just telling the, the story straight up. Yeah, it's just, oh, look, it's stop motion. Isn't that neat? It's like, yes. Like, it's uh, great animation, especially the one that's actually done by Harryhausen, because it's Harryhausen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Stupid Stitious Cat, starring Buzzy, number 10. Uh, yeah. I got, I, yeah, I got nothing. Number 11, uh, Naughty Boys, but Nice. Boy, was the crow racist? Uh, well, he sounds like one of the crows from Dumbo. So, so. I guess... I guess the plot was that uh, a cat's trying to eat this crow or whatever, but the crow finds out the cat is really superstitious, so he fucks with him by making him go under a ladder and shit. And that's yes. the joke. It's the joke. Yeah, I seriously got nothing else for it. Uh, so that one, w- I'll probably just say all my ratings at the end. Yeah. So number eleven, naughty but nice. No, naughty but Na- mice. It's listed as naughty but nice on the. Yeah, VHS. that made it hard to search at first. <laughs> Until I realized, oh, it's Naughty But Mice, what they fucked up on the tape. Got it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that one, uh, mm, it's fine. Standard Tom and Jerry shenanigans, but without Tom and Jerry. Yeah, uh, Herman, what a guy. What a guy. Number 12, Goose You know, that Herman was first name. introduced in a Casper short, apparently. Wait, really? Herman, Herman was... A- 
That's why, I thought, the... that's why I looked up on Wikipedia when I read, like, the thing about the Casper shorts. It said, Herman's in it. Like, the fucking mouse guy? Okay. Oh, wow. Because, like, a good chunk of these shorts are by Famous Studios, the Popeye house. Yes. It, which okay. was originally the Fleischer studio that then turned into Famous Studios later. Okay. So, like, Herman, Popeye, the, uh... Fucking a Casper stuff. There's other things in here. I, like I think both Lulu and Audrey were Fleischer with Famous Studios. Mm. Yeah, those were all from the same place that also did the Superman cartoons. And su- surprise, surprise! Even though this is called Fifty of the Greatest Cartoons, there's not a single Max Fleischer Superman cartoon on and, here. And like those are public domains, so like they probably could have. They probably could have. And again, those are like really good shorts. Those are really good cartoons. So. What the hell? <laughs> All right, we definitely got to speed run for through these because we're only at number thirteen. <laughs> the goose that laid a golden egg. Uh, Felix the cat. I'm more familiar with the '50s Felix stuff with the bag of tricks. So mm. like, there really wasn't a whole lot here different than just like any other like a Mickey Mouse type thing or anything. Uh, yeah, he exactly. fights a pirate to get his goose back so he can artificially inflate the economy. Good job, Felix. Thanks for that. <laughs> Uh, bargain counter attack, little Lulu. The first joke in this sh- in the short is her uh making fun of Native Americans. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of little Lulu. Uh, more of a fan of little Audrey. Yeah, TBH. Audrey could take Lulu in a fight. Exactly. Uh, number fourteen. There's good booze tonight. Ah, our first Casper cartoon. You know what? That title is too good for this cartoon. It really is. If that, really that's how, is. that makes you think it's gonna be about something else, like Casper gets drunk or something, which would have been funny. Mm-hmm. It's not. In fact, it's all not. three of the Casper shorts have the exact same plot. Casper's a Ca- loser. Yeah, he wants to make friends. He goes finds a bunch of animals. They run away from him until he finds the one animal that doesn't. Yeah. And then they become friends until there's a problem, but they solve the problem and then they stay friends. The difference here with this one is that the way that they solve the problem is that, oh, the fox gets killed by a hunter and is now a ghost. What a deranged fucking ending to this children's cartoon. (laughs) You know, I didn't even know Casper was that old. Like, I actually had no idea when he was first made. So I didn't actually know until then that he was a theatrical shorts character. Yeah, so it Casper. Fucking hate Casper. This I I I used to hate Casper as a joke, but now I'm for real. Like fuck you. You know, it's Casper. wild cuz apparently that Casper movie from the 90s is actually kind of important in terms of like the technology. Cuz like that's like the first one where like a main character was rendered fully in CG. Oh, yeah. So we have Casper to thank for the Sonic movies, but also the fucking Chipmunk movies. Mm. It's all Casper's fault. It's all Casper's fault, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Number 15, Noise Silent Movie, another Three Stooges one. Uh, This one I did not watch. Oh, this one's probably one of the worst. um, Oh, goody. Because not only is it a, a... an excuse to re obviously every Stooges cartoon is or is an excuse to re to recycle like animation, but like they they were so lazy that they just threw in um stock footage like because it's about like the Stooges becoming like the organ player for a uh, uh a theater and they're just playing a, an organ and hijinks ensue but they're playing it for the theater and the the movie they're showing is just a bunch of stock footage 
that has no rhyme or reason. So yeah, it's, you know they could use that as an excuse to actually show like a Stooges short, like an actual Stooges short in the background. Yeah, they they're not very good at what they do. Also, <laughs> like, were there still silent theaters at that point? Because this was the sixties by that point. Um, they're not very good at what they do. <laughs> Uh, number 16, Ancient History, Popeye. Uh, that was the Cinderella one, right? Yes. Not a real, not a good name for that kind of a cartoon, because that tells you it's going to be about like him going like Egypt or Rome or something. But it's a Cinderella parody. Yeah. A pretty a decent cin- Cinderella's parody. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's yeah. Cinderella, but gender swapped. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's probably one of the best Cinderella things I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, mm, horny olive oil is funny it is very funny which we'll get to in the other uh, Popeye cartoons um, number 17 Big Bad Wolf Big uh, Bad this Wolf. one was, also had multiple names cause like on Letterboxd under Little Boy Blue yes uh, I don't remember anything about this one <laughs> uh, what did I say about this one uh, what I said was relies too much on the music to pad things out uh, you said the wolf had an excellent laugh, but not much else about him was excellent. I feel like the scarecrow should have been an iconic character in history of, in history if he, you know, had a character. Oh yeah. right, the scarecrow fights the wolf, but fucks up every time. Yes, I don't know the 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 the, the scarecrow looked like he was like he could have become an iconic character, but like, I don't know something about him. But like, I don't. Yeah, it's not a bad design. Yeah, it's a good design. It's like uh, the boy who qu- cried wolf is teaming up with Bo Peep to stop the big bad wolf. Yeah. It feels like an up Iwork short from the 30s is what I'll say. Yeah, that's all you really need to know. So, number 18, Mummy's Boys, Three Stooges. Uh, three Stooges. I re- literally, I yeah, literally The Mummies were ghosts in this one. I- I remember literally nothing. This is it. the one where they go to the pyramid and then the mummies say, oh no, we don't want them here. So they make them leave. Okay. It, it had the same plot as the as a later Popeye short that's on here, except the Popeye short's actually funny. Yeah. So, yeah. And also the free seizure shorts all, all in the same way with them running into the sunset, basically. Yeah. For no reason. Do. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. It's Three Stooges cartoon. I have literally nothing to add. <laughs> uh, 19, A Haunting We Will Go, Casper. What I said earlier still applies. Number 20, Neptune The difference Nonsense, is the science, it, was like, it was like a duck this time, right? That was the difference? Yes, it was a duck, and this time it didn't die. It was alive. Also, you know, I think those Casper shorts are ex- in exactly backwards order, because I think Booze Tonight came out was the last one, this was the second one, and then the last one we're going to talk about is the first one. Yes. Good job, Nep- Star Maker. <laughs> Neptune Nonsense, Felix the Cat. Uh, Felix wants his fish to fuck. Uh, yeah. He he, kidna- he he almost goes to fish prison for kidnapping a minor, which was... Mm-hmm. So King Neptune tells him now and gets him to adopt a fish from an orphanage instead so that the fish can have sex with his fish. Yeah. What 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 a cartoon, man! Fifties <laughs> Felix is better because because then he gets to like have the bag of tricks and stuff, and like he has mm-hmm. he teams up with like the mad scientist kid. Yes, 
Latest Gun in the West, Three Stooges. This one I didn't watch. Yeah, um, I remember nothing about it. I'm assuming it was a cowboy thing. It was a cowboy thing. That's I'm going to assume they go to a town, then go to a bar, then get into a fight, and then run away. That's I'm going to guess that's what happens. Again, I don't remember anything, so I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> I didn't watch it, so I'm going to take my word for it. All right. Number 22, <laughs> Presto Changeo. Starring um, Bugs Bunny. Wrong. It was just an asshole rabbit. Um, fun fact about Presto Changeo, it was the cartoon featured in Skinamarink, which I've talked about on the podcast. Uh, also, fun fact about the Presto Changeo, they spelled it wrong on the back of the tape. Presto Changeo. Oh, <laughs> they forgot the E. Yeah, they forgot the E in hyphen. <laughs> Presto Chango. <laughs> uh, two do- lost dogs wander into a house in the woods. So prototype Bugs Bunny just kind of fucks with them the whole time. And it's not funny. Yeah, it's one of the weaker Looney Tunes shorts on here. Yeah, I would. I would sooner watch Skinamarink again over Presto Changeo. Um, I think that I think actually I'm looking at my list now. I think it's the second. No, it's the third to last Looney Tunes short on here. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> Only uh, not beaten by Porky's Bear Facts and then the racist one. Yeah, exactly. So, um... Uh, next up is Daffy Duck and the Dinosaur. That one I liked. Yeah, pretty decent Daffy short. This is back when he was, like, just a screwball dude. Before he yeah. became, like, the version we know. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. This is Crazy Daffy. Crazy Daffy, which... I, the only other thing I remember about this one is that it had such an unfitting caveman voice. Like, he just sounded like a guy, but he was a caveman. I, I don't know. M- me and my brain, when I asso- when I associate caveman, I think of... Ungabunga. Ungabunga, gr- grug. Like, yeah. yeah, my favorite part of the Flintstones is when Barney said, Bunga. <laughs> hey, Fred, Ungabunga, me want bacon. Can I borrow butter? No, fuck you, Unga Bunga Fred Barney. Now get no. away from my pebbles. <laughs> yeah, pebbles. You mean All your right. daughter or your Unga Bunga cereal? Both. <laughs> Pedophile. <laughs> Smack. God damn it. No, you're right. That's fair. Um, I like how the crux of the short is Daffy trying to to not get eaten by them. So his big plan to stop them is to just blow all of them up so they all die. So then they all die. Yeah. <laughs> It's not about winning, it's about sending a message. Yeah, that's that is that is Daffy Duck uh energy right there, for sure. Uh next up another Looney Tunes short. Wakiki Wabbit. Uh two dudes are stranded at the ocean and when they happen upon a random island and then Bugs Bunny's there. Shenanigans yes. ensue. Yes. Uh Castaway, but Bugs Bunny. <laughs> not bad, but not great. Yeah, don't have much to say. Uh, I don't know if it's racist or not. I don't think so, because I don't think anyone was not white. Well, yeah, no, yeah, because yeah, because there were there were no natives on the yeah. island, which so. probably a good thing. Yeah, good job, Looney Tunes. You weren't racist. It also doesn't have much to do with Hawaii, so I don't know why they call it a Wakiki Wabbit. Hmm. Because it's just on right. an island. Yeah. All right. Now their racism is showing. Good job, Looney Tunes. <laughs> the only islands that exist is Hawaii. That is true. That is true. Uh, Daffy the Commando. I rated this one really highly just because he beats up Hitler. 
Yeah, no, that this one I really liked. And this is another one that was on my Cartoon Crazies Go to Work uh, DVD. Oh, this one just straight up is a propaganda cartoon. Yeah, but it's really funny. Daffy goes to Germany to fuck with the Nazis. Yeah, it's it's so funny. It's so funny. I I love it. I'm a sucker for um old American cartoons and stuff that used to just make uh German just straight up nonsense. Like that's what uh, Charlie Chaplin did in The Great Dictator, and it was funny every time. Well, that was also him getting revenge from stealing his mustache. Yeah, that too. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. The Daffy just <laughs> hitting Hitler on the head with a mallet, and then Hitler just being like, "Oh, my pumpkin eyes," <laughs> and then just fade to black. It just fade to black. It's it's mwah, chef's kiss. Beautiful. More cartoons need to end with Hitler getting beat head on the head with a mallet. Yeah, they really do. They really do. Oh, uh, right. Lulu. Uh, another little Lulu. This uh, one. This is the one where she went to music jail for not learning how to play violin. When she should have gone to jail for all the property damage she did to that department store in the other cartoon she was in on this VHS tape. Uh, you know, honestly, like cartoons used to make fun of playing the violin and stuff all the time when we were growing up. But, like honestly, like if you know how to play the violin, kind of badass. Yeah, because that's a really hard instrument to learn. So like, if you can learn that at a young age, like that's really cool. And, like, it's a good instrument. It is. What's the problem? Like, symphonic rock, orchestra. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite songs, Baba O'Reilly by The Who, has, like, a violin solo, and it fucking kicks ass. Honestly, if if you you know how to play the violin over any other instrument, you could probably easily get, like, a musical job somewhere. Yeah. I'd imagine they're in demand. Yeah, yeah. So fuck this cartoon for uh, slandering violin players. Yeah, like you probably got like a job like in Hollywood, even just as like a guy in like the pit doing scores for movies. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Plus, then you have to watch the movie before anyone else because they would have the movie on in the background while you're recording the score. Yeah. So that yeah. they know you're timing correctly. I'm not seeing any downsides to learning the violin. Yeah. Uh, next up, to duck or not to duck. Uh, um, uh, this hmm. is a Daffy versus Elmer cartoon. Yeah. This is the one where, like, uh, he uh, challenges him to a boxing match. And uh, decently funny. Yeah. I like the gag of every duck character just acting like Daffy. I think that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta give him one of these, and these, and these. <laughs> and these. <laughs> uh, so we go from, like, one of the better shorts on here to uh, one of the worst ones on here. Two of the worst ones on here back-to-back, actually. Yeah, Porky's Bear Facts, This is the one where, like, there's this lazy bear who owns a farm and didn't do anything all summer, so now it's January and he doesn't have any food. So he goes to Porky to get some food. And then he does, and then it's spring, so he leaves and does nothing again. Was it was, was the version you were watching also having like jank animation? Because like, okay, you I'm assuming you watched it in color, didn't you? I did, yes. Because uh, this is a black and white short. Um. So uh, a thing that I learned from watching the uh Kaiser Beams uh Mary History of Looney Tunes thing uh he did like a whole the big whole documentary going through the whole history. When it got to a certain point when the Looney Tunes were on TV, once TVs made the jump to color predominantly, 
for whatever reason, Warner Brothers didn't want to show the black and white shorts in black and white anymore. So they shipped off a great deal of them to like Japan to get colored. And uh, because they were all anime studios in the 60s and 70s that didn't have a lot of money, they didn't have the money to do the the uh, coloration correctly. So they skipped a lot of frames. Okay. And that's how a lot of those shorts aired on TV for decades until eventually someone's had enough. So I'm wow. assuming the black and white shorts that were on here that you watched were the terrible colorized versions of them. Yeah, I don't think a single one of these were black and white. I think yeah, all uh, Porky's Railroad, Tim and Tori there, Bear Facts, Notes to You, those were black and white shorts. Yeah, but I definitely noticed it the most in Porky's Bear Facts. Like, I don't think I noticed it in any of the other ones. Yeah, that's that's a case of Warner Brothers making stupid decisions. I wouldn't be the last time. <laughs> and that's just how the shorts were available for the longest time, so that's just all they had to work with. Right, right. Was Impatient Patient also in color for you? Yes, that's the one with Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, that was also in color. That was actually yeah. the one where I was explaining to you earlier. That's the one where it didn't really fade to black. It faded to blue just, oh, because, of the, just because of how awful the colorization was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to learn about Looney Tunes, uh, go check out Kaiser Beam's uh, Merry History of Looney Tunes. There's still one part they have to do left. But there's like six parts right now that just goes throughout the entire beginning of it back when it was about like Bosco and shit up until like the very end when they finally ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last yeah. part's going to be about the modern stuff that came out afterwards. So like that's when I get to like, oh, Space Jam exists. Yeah. Okay, cool. I should probably check that out too. Um, I should check it out over... All this and rabbit stew. The next one. Mm. Oh, Tex Avery. Uh, Tex Avery did a lot of great things. He also made all this and rabbit stew. Yeah. Uh, Bugs Bunny. Uh, tortures a black man for no reason. Bye. Yeah. This it could have just been Elmer short and it wouldn't change anything. Yeah, it would have actually been funny. But no, it's just like uh, you. Here's a black guy from the thirty from the forties. And uh, he looks like a black character from the 40s. Yeah. It's, and, like, it's, it's not even yeah. like you can make the argument that's like, oh, well, they're not telling any racist jokes. Yes, they do. The they, entire it, last joke is about gambling. Yeah. Which was, like, a stereotype back then for them. Yeah, he, he, he gets, he, like, gets the comeuppance on the guy by, like, being like, look, I have dice. Let's gamble. And the black man's just like, hell yeah. And it's just like, oh. And, like, That's when he gross. first shows up on screen, he's, like, shuffling, head hanging down low. It's like, no, it's mm, racist. You it's can't racist. argue that. You can't argue it's not. Because, like, I looked on Letterboxd to see what other people are saying, and there are people debating whether it's racist or not. And, like, it is. Stop. There's, there's no debate. He's entirely black. His lips are puffy. Like, dude. It's not even just the character itself. Like, they do things with him that are just stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's If it was Elmer Fudd, he wouldn't do the fucking dice thing at the end. No. So, yeah, the, the only reason this made it onto this tape is because it's public domain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This but is, it, like, it, actually just, like, one of the censored 11. Yeah, exactly. So, you again, like I said, you can tell why this tape is bullshit, because <laughs> this is on here. <laughs> it's Yeah, because, and those are the cartoons that, like, just were not allowed to be on TV after the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, uh, next up, uh, another low point. 
what I I didn't hate this one. I don't think I hated this one as much as you did, but uh, Porky's Railroad. Yeah, it just kind of felt like a generic short. Yeah, I've already forgotten about it. I uh, feel like that if it was like a Mickey Mouse cartoon, nothing would have changed. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a Mickey Mouse cartoon. I feel like I have seen Mickey Mouse drive a train before. So yeah, there's probably a Mickey cartoon that's exactly the same somewhere. Uh, He gets into like Porky gets into a race with this other guy at one point. Yeah, does he lose? I, I think, think he, he loses. I, I think he act well. He, like I think he technically won, but he got the other guy's train out of it, and then his train was going to scrap. Right, but that, but the the the, the train going to the scrap was if he lost. But like, it still ends with the train going to the scrap. But then Porky inherits the other train somehow. I literally, I'm not kidding. I turned away for one second, and I turned back around, and I've already missed like, you know, the an important plot point i was like very confused but i didn't feel like rewinding because it's fucking porky's railroad like i'm not gonna rewind for that so pretty mess short yeah not a fan okay uh humpty dumpty also known as humpty dumpty (laughs) jr spooning in a spoon spooning in a spoon not only is it funny to think about wait a minute humpty dumpty fucked but they go even further with spooning in a spoon. And, like, I have to imagine, based on the context, that it meant the exact same thing. Yes. Yeah. Like, that does not feel like a slang that changed. I feel like, given the context, it means the exact same thing it does today. Yeah, the exact same thing. <laughs> so, so, no, it just literally is. I will say that I think, like, the joke about them getting tougher after getting landing in the boiling water, because now they're hard-boiled, was kind of clever. Yeah. And I like they, that they didn't pay. They didn't like draw attention to it. They just like had him drop it, and, and then like could come out hard boiled. You're like, oh, I get it. That was clever. Still pretty. Ba- he he's trying to commit murder at the end. By the way. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, he killed that guy. He killed that guy. There's there's no doubt about it. He killed yeah. that guy. If Humpty Dumpty was his dad, how old is he? When does this cartoon takes place? Because the whole thing with Humpty Dumpty is that all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put him back together again, which so means they're in medieval it, times. They're in medieval times. But that's a that's a 30s kitchen. Mm. And how long do eggs last? Wait a minute. Hmm, Not suspicious. very. <laughs> I think this is bullshit. You did it again, Ub. You did it again. You did it again. You did it again with Old Mother Hubbard. Uh, number 32. <laughs> I don't remember anything about this one. Uh, it wasn't even about Old Mother Hubbard. It was about the dog. Yeah. The dog has to deliver the laundry back to the king, but then he ends up in a dog pound, but gets out and uses the laundry to break out all the other dogs, and then he goes to fuck with the king, and the king is happy, and so he goes to marry Old Mother Hubbard. Yeah. I'm gonna take your word for that. I don't remember. <laughs> He ate a turkey at one point. Oh, he did, didn't he? Was it turkey or chicken? You know what? It doesn't matter. It's one of turkey. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it was a cartoon. <laughs> it was a cartoon. <laughs> well, so was number 33, Spooky Swabs, uh, Popeye. <laughs> one of the better shorts on the tape. Yeah. Did you know that that was the last Popeye cartoon? Oh, that is that the last one of the classic era? I think I read a letterbox uh, review that said that was the last one. Huh. I mean, they ended on a pretty decent note. Yeah. There I, were actually I, I jokes. Mauled. 
Yeah. It was like the Three Stooges short, but actually funny. Uh, yeah, no, it was way funnier than the Three Stooges one, for sure. Popeye beats the shit out of ghosts. Yeah, because he can't. He he beats the shit out of ghosts, and then uh, all of like sews together their unconscious bodies into a sail, and then they sail away. It's metal as fuck for sure. Yeah, let me actually look this up now. What was the last classic era short? Mm. Yeah, because maybe I'm. I may be talking out of I have, my ass. I have to again. go to famous students because that would have been later. Yeah, I'm. Go- I'm going off of what a letterbox user said, and you uh, know, let's see. Uh, yeah, 1957 was the last year of the classic era, and yeah, it was Spooky Swabs. Hey. Uh, final theatrical appearance of Popeye and Olive Oil in the public domain in the United States. Some of the ghosts from Casper the Friendly Ghost appear in this cartoon. Semi-remake of Shiver Me Timbers. Final cartoon directed by Isidore Sparber. Final entry of the 56 or 57 film season. Okay, then. <laughs> we A did lot it. of the last couple of batch of shorts are all public domain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, number 34, Parlez-vous-hoo. Wait, no, that's not public domain. Uh, they also spelled this one wrong on the uh, box. It's Vous, V-O-U-S. Oh, my God. Because it's, it's French. Oh, my God. So they literally thought it said Vu. Oh, my God. It's like, I don't know. How do you make these mistakes? Because the tile cards are there, aren't they? <laughs> On uh, this one, Olive melts into butter. Uh, this is the the one where like Olive doesn't want to go on a date to the movies of Popeye because she would rather be home watching TV, which is the most scathing commentary on the film industry in the fifties I've seen yet. Wow, this is literally TV and me featured on Red Letter Media. <laughs> uh, that... po- Olive Oil is watching uh prototype The Bachelor. Yes. And then Bluto dresses up as the fake bachelor. Yes. And then Popeye beats him up, the end. The end. That's all you need to know. <laughs> the Popeye shorts are formulaic, but like at least they're funny. I Listen, I will never get tired of watching Popeye eat a can of spinach and then growing muscular. I think that is one of the funniest things to happen in cartoons ever. It's it's really entertaining to watch. I think of this like I think this is my least favorite of the Popeye shorts on here, but like mm-hmm. eh, it was still decent enough. Yeah, I liked it. I had a hearty lull. Uh Tale of Two Kittens, number thirty five. Uh prototype Tweety. I liked it a lot. I think yeah. that one's really funny. This one's just like a, je- a decent, good Looney Tunes short. It's kind of an important one because, again, this is like the first appearance of the character that would later become Tweety. Yeah, and it has the very famous scene of give him the bird. <laughs> oh, I'd, if the Hayes office would let me, I'd give him the bird. I'd give him the Boyd. <laughs> how, many of you, how many of the listeners out there know about the Hayes Code? I had to Google it after reading your review. Um, the Hayes Code is like the thing that existed before the actual rating system. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ever see something like listed, like if you're looking like on the back of a Criterion thing, whatever it says, pre-code, that means it was made before the Hayes Code, before like there was actual like what restrictions for what movies could and couldn't show. Mm-hmm. So that that's why you're like you're not going to see a whole lot of big violence and stuff in a lot of movies until the '60s because of the Hayes Code. Yeah, exactly. It's like the whole, it was like the big catch-all. Here's what is and is not okay to put in a movie. Yep. So you can't show the middle finger, but you can show racist stereotypes. Good job. (laughs) 
the uh, MPA would finally be established in the end at the end of '68, which is notable because, like, I think like Night of the Living Dead was the last horror movie to be released before the MPA was established. Really, I didn't know that. That's actually like, interesting. At least one of the last major ones. Right, right. Actually, that yeah, I think that lines up because then um, '68 was uh, 2001 correct and 2001 notoriously is rated g um (laughs) no that's true it's true it's rated g (laughs) they were still figuring this shit out they were they were (laughs) i mean i mean nothing's rated g anymore to be fair that yeah that's true when When was the last time time a major movie released today got g rating um the only recent one i can think of is toy story 4 um but that was 2019, which is four years ago. So was the Paw Patrol movie rated G? I don't know. I didn't watch the Paw Patrol movie because why, why would, would I? we? <laughs> yeah, I'm not James. Ba- basically, <laughs> like PG is the new G, and PG 14 is the new PG. Yeah, yeah. We're basically back in the point before PG 14 was introduced, but stupider. Exactly. Yeah. What what a what a time to be alive. <laughs> uh, the next two shorts on here actually makes sense to be back to back because they were both yes. like the Fantasia parody stuff. Mm, yeah. So Corny Concerto, uh, one of my favorites, and I'm not just saying that as a huge Fantasia head. I think it's I think it's really funny. This one. Um, maybe I am just putting it at the top because, again, it's I'm a fan, I'm a huge Fantasia head, but I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I love the gag of the uh, dog, like sobbing to the, <laughs> sobbing along to the music. Was that in the uh, Bugs Bunny portion or the Daffy portion? The Bugs Bunny portion when the dog's just like. It's so good. I, I so like the parts where, like, Elmer does, like, the in-betweens, like, the guy in Fantasia. So yeah. you just hear him, like, fucking up the wording for everything, and it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's, it... <laughs> his pants are falling down. His, like, yeah. <laughs> and then immediately following that one is Pigs in a Polka, which is the same thing again, but this time, like, it's just the free little... The Free Little Pigs for the whole duration, because Cornica Charter was two different shorts and one, basically. This is just mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Which is, it's strange. So, one thing that I noticed with this one was, like, when the the little pig that's, like, uh, building his house out of sticks. Their he's specific- Why? Like, that's... You're just setting yourself up for failure at that point. Like, why matches? What? What? It's funny. I suppose. <laughs> like, I put these basically back-to-back in my list because they're basically the same quality. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that, for sure. I think the, the third picture just let the other two die. I think so, too. Yeah. That's, again, if you're building your house out of matches, like, you, you can't save yourself from natural selection there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's It's... There's no future for you. Maybe he'll, he was thinking he'll burn the wolf with him. Mm, so it's just a... like in Daffy and the Dinosaur. Yeah, but that's entrapment. 
at that point. <laughs> I mean, it's self-defense, too. That's uh, true. It's true. Homicide. suicide. <laughs> the the wabbit who came to supper. Yeah. Um, I'll call Uncle Louie. I'll call Uncle Louie. <laughs> well, you can't because he's dead. He's dead. I yeah. like how this whole cartoon is just a commentary on taxes. It really is, yeah. It, it, and you'd think that would be like the finishing joke, but then, no, it keeps going after that. Because then uh, Elmer Fudd's still chasing bugs. It's like, oh, I thought this would have ended by now because we had our conclusion. But nope, no, no, bugs still needs to get some comeuppance. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, anything else to say about Wabbit who came to supper? No, not really. Let's move on to Three Bears. <laughs> Do we have anything to say about Three Bears? Uh, I like the gag how. Um, everything in their house was three because they they all had like things of three. So like they had three radios and three doors and three sets of staircases. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that's uh, funny. Uh, uh, Goldilocks destroyed everything in their house though. So like, no, she has a coming. Yeah, no, yeah, no. They well, first of all, the fact that they have the three bears just beat the shit out of this little girl was shocking. But again, yes, because this Goldilocks is a piece of shit. You're just like, I, well deserved. Like you, you had this coming, my friend. Um, it, it, it ends with skunks. It ends with skunks. <laughs> three skunks. Yeah. Rule of three. Determine two more Goldilocks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, why didn't they keep that going with that? Like, why didn't they have three Goldilockses? Wait a minute. All right, that's it. Zero out of ten. This this cartoon sucks. It's inconsistent, I'm afraid. Uh, Timid Toreador. I don't actually know how to pronounce that word. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's, this is another one that's supposed to be in black and white, but it was in color. Um, uh, Tamales. I, yeah, I like the gag of the chicken exploding after eating it's tamales. Like it's like you know it's about it's a porky pig short but he doesn't really have much to do in it yeah no he's just kind of there honestly like he gets out of it by feeding the bull tamales it's like oh okay he doesn't even fight the bull for most of it it's these two other guys yeah so. it's i feel like with the bull fighting stuff a lot of times it's like you've seen one you've seen them all yeah no you're you're absolutely right there's not that many say. jokes you tell with it yeah, like, I guess maybe they had that joke where, like, the bull, like, approaches the red, and he's just like, ooh, nice fabric. But then he beats the shit out of the guy anyway. It's yeah. like, yeah. The okay. Bugs Bunny one's probably better, because that's a Chuck Jones Bug Bunny short. Which was not on here. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. No, but you're absolutely right. It is for sure much better, I'm sure. Just make a Chuck Jones collection. Yeah, I think they have. They've done that several times. Oh, okay. So they're ahead of us. <laughs> they're ahead of the game. Good job, Chuck Jones. You did it. <laughs> uh, Impatient Patient, Daffy Duck. I like this one. Yeah, I think this is I... one of the better shorts on here. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was really fun. I I think the joke where the where Jekyll is just like, Ooh, a customer. I mean, patient. I think that is genuinely one of the sneakily funniest jokes I've ever heard in a Looney Tunes cartoon. Like, and you're not even sure if it was intentional or not. Yeah, I, it's 
it's so brilliant. I just, <laughs> I feel like it's too brilliant for, well, first of all, it's too brilliant for this VHS tape that much. I know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, there's not much else. It's just usual daffy shenanigans. They can't hurt, cure the hiccups though. Oh yes, we can. <laughs> oh yes, we can. <laughs> that was a good bit. I like that. <laughs> He doed it. He doed it. <laughs> Yankee Doodle Daffy. No, uh, it's uh, Queen of uh, Hearts, Mother Goose. Oh, right, Queen of Hearts. Uh, the Ub uh, Iwerks stop motion one. Uh, good stop motion animation. Nothing else to talk about. Yeah. So anyway, Yankee Doodle Daffy. <laughs> a parody of a movie that no one alive today has actually watched. Is it really? Uh, it's a parody of Yankee. It's a riff on Yankee Doodle Dandy. Oh, so that's what the letterbox reviewer meant. I thought they were it was a parody of the song Yankee Doodle Dandy. And I'm like, No, it's no, a it's, if, it's a riff on that the movie that came out like a year before. Okay. But unlike the uh corny concerto where we know what Fantasia is, we don't know what Yankee Doodle Dandy is. To um, be fair, do you know about what Steamboat Bill is? Uh oh, is that uh Buster Keaton? Uh, now I gotta double check because I just know the name. <laughs> yeah, no. If it's Buster Keaton, I vaguely know it because I'm a huge Buster Keaton fan of all the stuff I've seen of his. But yeah, if I wasn't, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I would not know that. Uh, yeah, Buster Keaton, Steamboat Bill Jr., which Steamboat famously was parodied later that year by Walt Disney with Steamboat Willie. Okay. There wow. are a lot of things like from Disney and Warner Brothers cartoons that are parodies of things that the cartoons outlived the originals. Wow, that's that's funny. So like that's... Yankee Doodle Dandy was a huge hit in the forties. It's just that no one today really talks about it, so the the reference is lost on us. I mean, I still found Daffy's antics funny. Yeah, it's it's Daffy short. Yeah. He's annoying Porky, winning formula. Yeah, so it works out. Good 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 on the cartoon. <laughs> uh forty four. Uh forty four. Case of the missing hair, Bugs Bunny. This is uh th- that's a Chuck Jones short. Yeah. Basically uh, like that's like when you think of a uh Bugs Bunny cartoon, that's just like the general kind of thing you think of. Yeah. Uh he uh, messes with a magician named Alabama, and <laughs> yeah, a Hijinks big a big palooka fucks with Bugs in the beginning. So Bugs says, "Of course, you realize this means war." Yeah, and then he messes with him, and then he messes with them. I I had quite the hearty lull when he was like sticking the swords in the basket, and Bugs was just like, "Ah!" Like, <laughs> and he's just standing outside. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, just a good Bugs Bunny short. Yeah. It's not much else. Yeah. Uh, notes to you, Porky. P- Porky is not even in this one, is he? No, he is. He's the yeah. He's the name. Oh right. I- uh, this is the one where like I technically watched, but didn't really watch because at the moment I was watching, I got a Discord notification for a thing that I can't actually talk about yet. Hmm. Hmm. Wink. Wink. <laughs> that video will come out in like two months, probably. Probably. Yeah. It has to uh it has to do with uh going fast on the DS. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. 
So I was a busy claiming stuff for that instead of watching the cartoon. Again, like I told you, the only notable thing about it is that um, Porky kills the cat. He feels bad. And then the ghost of all nine lives of the cat starts singing in harmony. Um, and it was funny, but it was like, you know, funnier than the rest of the cartoon. Isn't that how the one Herman cartoon also ends? Is it? Like he gets chased by like the nine, by nine cat ghosts or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does. But this one was funnier because like they didn't just appear out of nowhere. They just start singing in harmony and like that annoys uh, Porky even more, which is funnier. I think, personally, I think. I just, because I barely I barely remember anything about this, so I put this towards the bottom of my list, but that's also just because I don't really remember anything about it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a cat, you. it's a cat, an alley cat singing cartoon. Yeah. There's bunch, a bunch of these. Yeah, it's not Sylvester. Um, that was a problem that was probably pretty prominent back in the 40s, but nowadays that just doesn't happen. Yeah, because again, they have Sylvester, so... You know. Oh well, wait, like, you're saying the you're saying the problem of alley cats in general. Yeah, like I don't think that's really as big of a deal anymore, is it? I mean, I don't see cats walking around with like hobo hats in the alleyways, so yeah, no, I don't think so. No, but you're 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 right. I don't think I feel like animal should... control is just better at this point that they're just like usually Yeah actually yeah. in like adoption centers. Yeah, I th- yeah, no, you're right. I think that is I think it was more of a problem back in the day, but now it is not that big of a problem anymore, at least. Like, if I see a cat walking around my neighborhood, I know it's it has an owner. It's just an outside cat that just walks and does whatever the fuck it wants. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, The Littlest Martian, The Three Stooges. Oh, so this one is interesting. This one, The Three Stooges are being pranked by a little boy who is pretending to be a Martian taking over the world. And the Stooges are stupid enough to fall for it. I'm just imagining the Great Gazoo. Um, yeah, that's a fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, it's probably funnier than what you're than what it actually is. What you're thinking it is. Um, because again, it's a Three Stooges cartoon. I, I am not a fan of the Three Stooges cartoons. They are not funny. They are lame. I have this. I grew up on this Three Stooges collection of multiple DVDs, and I'm not shitting you. There are more Three Stooges cartoons on those DVDs than there are actual Three Stooges. I shorts think I know which one you're talking. For. I think I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about like the Mill Creek box set, right? The big box of Nyucks. Yeah, like yeah, like, like I looked. I was looking DVDs. that up. Like they taught. Yeah, they, it has the movies, but then just like the cartoons. But they don't have all the movies. They only have like a select few. They they have more cartoons and they have more like guest spots that they had. Like I think they have like a literal like a scene of them being on like the Ed Sullivan show or something. Like nothing to do with like a Three Stooges short. It's like yeah, okay. that's like you get that after you already get like the actual compilation of the real shorts. That's like the all supplementary material basically. Oh, so I just have the supplementary material. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, like there are like actual collections of Free Stooges shorts out there. I have one. I think John has one. I think he was showing me one. I'm like, wow. Yeah, the yours big is box of Nyux- yeah, the big box of Nyux is basically just like here is six of the movies. Here is like some documentaries about them. Here is like yeah. the bonus material that you don't see very often. Here is all the cartoons. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's the oddities. Wow. 
My life which is like, a lie. Which, like, yeah, that's, like, <laughs> worth having if you already have all the other stuff. Which I don't. But, like, you wouldn't want to have it by itself. Yeah, which I did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm having an existential crisis now. My life is a lie. I think I've even seen that collection stages. at Walmart before. Yeah. And I specifically didn't get it because I looked in the box, the box to see what it was. And like, oh, so this is just like all the extra stuff. Okay, no. Okay. <laughs> I want the actual shorts. Uh, Me too. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, what was it? Littlest Martian sucks. It's no good. Don't watch it. Wacky Wabbit. Uh, this one's pretty good. Which one was uh, this one again? This is the one. Oh, where... this is the uh, gold gold digger. Yeah, Elmer Elmer Fudd's looking for gold. And Bugs um, has like the skull mask on. Yeah, he looks like a Mad Max character, and then he has like the golden tooth, and you're just like, ah, <laughs> oh, Bugs Bunny's iconic gold tooth, of course. I think that's just a joke about people don't didn't have teeth back in the forties. <laughs> yeah, no, they. I don't think they did. And with the way that health insurance is today and dental insurance, pe- no one has teeth today either. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Do you know anybody with gold teeth? I don't. Do you? Ha- do you have teeth still? No. No. <laughs> no one has teeth anymore. No. No. No teeth. <laughs> you know, I would have been okay if the whole show was just some singing "Oh Susanna" the whole time. Yeah, I usually like hearing Looney Tunes sing. It's a lot of fun. I like how Elma didn't even react to the fact that it was a skull talking to him. Yeah, he's like, oh, hello. <laughs> oh, hey, little fella. I thought, I'm yeah, looking I for thought, gold. I thought it was a delayed reaction, but then the reaction never came. So it was, so it, to this day, it's still delayed, I guess. I think it's just that he doesn't care. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. this is not the first time a cow skull started talking to him in the desert. Yeah, it's just, yeah, that's true. He, he's got gold on the mind. <laughs> It's like the like the one Neil Brain movie with the babies the baby heads. That's true. I have not seen any uh Neil Breen movie. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little behind on my Neil Breen filmography, unfortunately. Someday. Damn, that's crazy. So yeah, wacky wow, but just a basic Bugs Bunny short with Elmer Fudd. Yeah, yeah. That's all there uh, is to it. Next up, number forty. This was like the most surprising thing on here, probably. Yeah, Enchanted, Enchanted Square. Square with Raggedy Ann. I had zero expectations for a Raggedy Ann short of all things. And then watching, like, wait, this is just one of the best things on here. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like a real cartoon. You're just like, this has a beginning, middle, and end. This has nice animation. It's like, it's not it's not funny. It's not a comedy, but, like, it's, it's still good. Yeah, I was really surprised by it. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. It's nice. It's 11 minutes long. It's... What the fuck is it doing here? Is my question. Like, this is like, a cynically made VHS tape. What are you doing here? This feels like an entire Disney movie from that era condensed down to 10 minutes. Yeah, it does. It really does. Oh. It's like, why is this so good? Why? Why like, is it it's not 48? funny, but like, it's good. Yeah. I. I. Mm. <laughs> Damn I you. didn't ex- I didn't expect this raggedy ant of all things. <laughs> I definitely didn't either. <laughs> you know what I did expect though? For Casper the Friendly Ghost to be Casper the Friendly Ghost. That one, this was the cartoon and it finally clicked with me. I'm like, you know what? I find Casper Shorts funny now. Not because of Casper. I fucking hate Casper, but because all Casper cartoons are the same thing. 
people and animals being absolutely disgusted by him and doing everything in their power to get as far away from him as possible. It is so funny watching these characters just run away from this bitch-ass little ghost. I love the mouse like trying to come out of the cat's mouth and then just going back into it and just running away while the cat's limp body follows behind. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how funny it is. Um, so yeah, if, if, you know what, if they make another Casper movie and it's literally just scenes of everybody running away from Casper, instant 10 out of 10 from me, dog. I think they should Casper a gun. <laughs> they should, yeah, yeah. Okay. So give Casper a gun and have people. I want, f- I want friends. I know how to make some friends. <laughs> <laughs> they should do music do starts playing. <laughs> they would. Oh, they would. I call this my friend maker. How does it work? Pfft. You're my friend now. You're stuck with me forever. Fuck. <laughs> oh, that's a, that, that was funnier than all these Casper cartoons. <laughs> we made a better Casper cartoon than Casper. Fuck you, Casper. <laughs> the only difference with, between this and the other one is that instead of animals, it's a little boy and a little girl who become friends with him, and their mom doesn't want him there anymore. But then he scares away the landlord. So the landlord tears up the mortgage and runs away, so they get their house for free. And now the mom likes him. And now the mom likes him. It's a regular old Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, I don't like you until you uh, do stuff for me. Well, actually, no, this is more cynical than Rudolph, because Rudolph actually does have people apologize to him. So Yeah. Like, everyone already apologized to Rudolph before Santa asked him about the Red to guide the sleigh. Yeah. Like, he already beat the Bumble by that point and saved Clarice's life. Everyone was already okay with with Rudolph again by that point. I think that's something people forget. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. um, Like, they already forgave him and apologized before (laughs) Santa asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. Number 50. We did it. We did it to number 50, and it's... uh, Domestic abuse the short. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the other Herm and the Mouse were where like they fuck with this chicken's wife who's a bitch. So and then the 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 wife gets a cat to fuck with them, but it yeah, doesn't work. But it doesn't work. So it's like everybody's evil in this cartoon. <laughs> there is no one to root for here. Yeah, it's what a strange cartoon to end on this 50 of the greatest cartoons VHS, a domestic abuse uh cartoon. <laughs> Raggedy Ann should have been the last one on here. Honestly, that would have made more sense. That would have been that would have been an amazing ending to the to the VHS. Just having the Enchanted Square be the last one, absolutely. So, like, when the last Hermit short ends, does it just like fade to black and the tape's just over, or is it like an ending thing? So at the so at the beginning, um, it fades in. It has the Star Maker uh, logo because Star Maker were the people who made this VHS, and it's like this. Uh, you see like this shot of like the starry night and then the star maker logo pops up and it's just like doing this like this really weird um, synthy score and then it fades out and then it starts playing the cartoons when the last cartoon plays it does that logo again um, you know to be like advertising oh star maker and then yes then it's then it just ends um, okay. I don't think I made it to the very end of the tape I think there was still like a few inches of tape left that just are rolling or there's nothing there but like it was just 
blackness for like you know the last minute after that logo and then it's like okay now i know this is the end um the tape must suck to rewind oh dude i have a story about me rewinding this tape so i rewinded it immediately after i after i watched the last cartoon and i logged it in the letterbox it made the most unholy demonic noise. I have never heard this VHS player make that noise when I rewind something. It was just like, it was like, what the fuck, dude? You're, you're only supposed to watch the tape once. I guess so. No, well, the tape, the tape is in good condition. Like it's, it's rewinded properly, but like it freaked me the fuck out. I'm like, what the actual fuck was that? I just, I exercised a demon out of my VHS player. Apparently, like it was. I've never heard of I've never heard this player make that sound. I've never heard a VHS tape in general when I rewinded make that sound. It was it was unholy. It was really, really weird. You exercised um, a demon from your tape that looked like Casper. It probably was Casper. <laughs> so going through now, do you just want me to say what my ranking was for all the shorts that I had? Yeah, you rank you rank yours. Do you want me to go from the bottom first? Yeah, might as well. Okay, uh, to the surprise of no one, last one, uh, number 45, because the Free Stooges aren't on here. Uh, all this in Rabbit Stew because racism. Yep. Uh, 44, Porky's Bear Facts. There are no jokes. Nope. 43, A Haunting Weirdo Go of Casper. <laughs> uh, 42, yep. The First Casper, The Friendly Ghost. Mm-hmm. 41, Notes to You, because I just didn't remember anything from this. Valid. Uh, 40, uh, good booze tonight, because at least I think the fox dying is funny. Yeah. Uh, 39, old Mother Hubbard. <laughs> 38, Neptune nonsense. Yep. 37, uh, the big bad wolf, little boy blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, 36, the bargain counter attack with little Lulu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 35, bad. Humpty Dumpty spooning in a spoon. <laughs> Uh, 34, Presto Changeo. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, number 33, Scrappily Married. <laughs> yep. Might put that one lower in retrospect, but that's where it ended up there. That's uh, fair. Because I was ranking them as I went. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Uh, number 32, Tim and Tori Dare. Mm-hmm. 31, per- Porky's Railroad. Porky's Railroad. Uh, number 30, Wolf Wolf. <laughs> yep. Uh, twenty nine. Stupid stitches cat. Okay. Twenty eight. The free bears. Sure. Uh, twenty seven and twenty six. The uh, two stop motion shorts. Mm-hmm. This is basically like the cutoff point. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> uh, number twenty five. I have Yankee Doodle Daffy, and that's like the cutoff point for the last one. That is, I would consider good to decent. Then yeah. to have the two stop motion shorts that like are well made, so I have them separate there. Twenty eight mm. down are like the stuff that I just don't really care about. Yeah. So like those are like the bad down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, twenty five Yankee Doodle Daffy. From here on, everything that I else I think is at least decent mm-hmm. to a point. Yeah, sure. Uh, twenty four the goose that laid the golden egg because I guess fighting pirates is funny. It is funny. It wasn't a bad short. It was just kind of eh. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, 23, Parlez Vous Woo. Popeye. It's Popeye. Uh, 22, The Wacky Wabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21, The Talking Magpies, Heckle and Jekyll. The one we skipped. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I uh, feel bad for the old man, but that's about it. Yeah, uh, twenty. Herman, the, Herman, the first one. Mm-hmm. Him getting chased by cats was kind of funny. Yeah, I like how they just immediately thought he was dead. <laughs> uh, nineteen musical Lulu. Probably yeah. would put that one lower, but uh, that's where it ended up here. Yeah, that's fine. Better than the other Lulu short, at least. Yeah. Some of the music jokes were at least pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 18, the wabbit who came to supper. Yeah. Uncle oh, yeah. Louie. Uh, Uncle, Uncle Louie. Uncle Louie. Uh, 17, Wakiki Wabbit. <laughs> uh, 16 and 15, Corny Concerto and Pigs in a Polka. Pigs in a Polka. Got it. Yeah. Uh, it was Corny Concerto and Pigs in a Polka. I'm just, I just said both together because I put them together. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, 14, uh, Goofy Goofy Gander. Okay. And then right above that, at number 13, Tarts and Flowers, both little Audrey shorts. That's fair. I can see that. Uh, number 12, Ancient Fistery. <laughs> yeah. 11, Daffy Duck and the Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10, Tale of Two Kitties. So now we're in the top 10. Yeah, the top 10. That Tale of Two Kitties sounds like a top 10 one for sure. Yeah. Uh, nine, Case in the Missing Hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight, To Duck or Not to Duck. Number seven, Pantry Panic, Woody Woodpecker. Fair. Six, Impatient Patient. Okay. Uh, number five, Enchanted Square. Yeah, that sounds about right. Number four, Fresh Hair. If it wasn't for that damn ending, it would be higher. It would be higher, yeah. Uh, Daffy the Commando, number three. Based. Uh, number two, Spooky Swabs, Popeye. Okay, interesting. Punching Ghosts. Fair. Fair. I might put that one lower in retrospect, but that's just where it ended up now. Yeah, no, I can see that. And number one, basically by default, falling hair. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like by default. Yeah. Yeah. Considering the cartoons we watched through this, that sounds about right. (laughs) I don't know if you ranked them yourself if you went through and did that, or if you just left it alone. Uh, I tried ranking them. But I think I might not, because, like, going through it, I was, like, when I was halfway through ranking it, I feel like I have a bit of a ranking, but I don't think I agree with it, thinking about it, because it's, like, there was just so many cartoons that it was just ultimately not. They melded together. Yeah, exactly. They melded together. So I might just delete that. Well, I might just keep it up, but... I think when it comes to letterbox list, um, I want to give a shout-out to user... uh, Jen again, that's the um, user that has all of these cartoons listed in their order on the VHS. Um, that that's how I was able to find these cartoons on Letterbox. Was I just I went through this whole list and I just selected them and reviewed them after doing that. So shout out to user Jen again. Notably, that for, list also has placeholders with the Free Stooges cartoons. That, yeah, so that's why that that list has all has like fifty segments, and then my list doesn't because because it doesn't have i didn't review any of the harry house and mother goose cartoons or the three stooges cartoons because those are kind of weird when it comes to letterboxed um yeah because technically the nurse strength stuff should all be set together the queen yeah, of hearts yes. is separate because that technically came out first and mm-hmm. was just included right right but the others were all a one thing and shouldn't have been separated in the first place which is why this uh tape is so stupid 
it's 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 amazing this tape and the, the shit it the shit it pulls um so yeah is there anything else we want to say about this stupid tape or any of the stupid cartoons we watched before i get into talking about my final thoughts on it and it's ultimate um it's 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 ultimate place in my collection uh i think you should just get the looney tunes platinum collection dvds i think so too i think those are de- those are definitely stuff i've i've been talking to a friend a buddy of mine matt um about like i definitely need looney tunes on physical media cuz there's well i mean one max is just so uh inconsistent with the what they have on that yeah because like they lost the rights to everything post-1950 for some reason because the license that they got from themselves ran out yeah so good job so yeah i definitely need physical releases of looney tunes Um, yeah like uh the blu-rays for volume one and three are still in print but for some reason you can only get volume two on dvd because the blu-ray for that is out of print yeah uh, which i don't understand I don't know. And uh, there's either. the new I mentioned earlier the uh Warner the new Looney Tunes Collector's Choice Blu-rays are coming out. The first one just came out earlier this month. Mhm. Uh I got that in the mail. So uh that has like uh 20 shorts that haven't been released on Blu-ray before. Hmm, okay. Like it has like uh the uh Beanstalk Bunny one which was like the parody of uh B- Bugs and Daffy do Jack and the Beanstalk. It right. has the Tail Two Kitties on here so you get to see that in good quality. Oh, good. I'd love to see that in good quality because I saw it in crappy VHS quality. <laughs> and, like, they're all on, all of them are uncensored. Like, so it, they'll still have, That's like, because it's Warner Archive. They don't like doing that. Yeah. I, they would rather yes. just put the label, disclaimer saying, uh, product of its time on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that. That's good. That's good. Um, well. So, like, I don't know when volume two is coming out. They haven't announced it yet, but, like, they did three volumes for a 40s pop. I did three volumes for Tex Avery, so I'm sure this will be three volumes too. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know what the overlap is because there's also that 80 Years of Bugs Bunny Blu ray set too. I don't know what is and isn't on there that's on others. Mm, yeah, I, there's so many. But You're, you're do... never going to get like a big comprehensive Looney Tunes thing on physical just because of how many there are. No, that's completely fair. I, like there are I don't even literally think I need that. exactly one thousand classic era shorts. I feel like I would prefer like yeah, like some of these compilations you're listing off because I feel like there's only so many cartoons I would prefer to have because there's so many that I actually like versus ones I probably wouldn't like. I mean, going through this VHS, I discovered hey wow, there's Looney Tunes cartoons that I don't like. How about that? So that's that's yeah. good to know. Because sure. there are literally a thousand, you're never gonna get a big comprehensive thing because of how long that would take to make. Right, exactly. And frankly, like I don't think you'd care enough to watch all of them. There, there does need to be like some curation. Mm-hmm. And some of them have also just been taken out of circulation because of reasons they can probably <laughs> guess. Yeah, well, I can only imagine. <laughs> so I guess we can move on to the Q and A now. Well, I didn't decide on whether I was going to keep this or not. Okay, let's. Your first question is: Are you going to keep it or not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I know I've gone through this whole spiel about how these cartoons suck, but you got to understand. 
I am fascinated by this VHS tape. I think it is one of the funniest fucking things I've we've talked about on the podcast yet, just because of how crappy it is. And honestly, I'm keeping it. I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but it's there as decoration for sure. If I'm ever in Massachusetts or wherever you live, you need to show it to me just so I can see how stupid this is. Oh, dude, you, I am absolutely, yeah, I'll, we'll, yeah, the next time you're up here, I'll take a picture of you holding it. The next time I haven't been up there at all. Oh, you've never been? Oh, you've never been? (laughs) I, I, I can't say I've ever actually been to Massachusetts. Oh, wow. Well, I've been to Pennsylvania, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But. Anyway, we talked about it. We talked about the stupid VHS tape. We did it, William. Uh, we we talked about it much longer than I ex- expected. I seriously expected us to only talk about this for 10 minutes, which is why I decided to also make this a Q&A. <laughs> but we have an obligation. So, you ready for the Q&A? Uh, yeah, I have it loaded up now. Excellent. So yeah, There are yes. 18 comments total. 18 comments. Yes. Wait Wait a minute. What are you saying? Last I checked, there were 17. Uh-oh. What'd you do? What'd you do? Now I'm frantically looking. Where, where, where did you post a comment? You mu- Oh, it's not showing up. William, what did you... <laughs> God damn it, William. What did you post? Why isn't YouTube showing it to me? What did you post? <laughs> I'm freaking the fuck. I'm freaking the fuck out. Just click. Oh. Just do store for my newest first. <laughs> no, I, I opened up YouTube Studio and I see it now. You. All right. So I asked people uh, to send in their questions for our Q and A. So first question comes from this guy named Space Tree Studios, and it asks, "Come." Well, spooning in a spoon. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that answers the question. All right, moving on. Lazy Bones. Lazy Bones? What does Lazy Bones ask, William? Episode on Kermit's Swamp Years when? Um... I actually do have an episode planned for Kermit Swamp Years. <laughs> um, I won't say with who, I won't say when, but eventually, Kermit but Swamp Years. But it is on the cards. Yes, it is on the cards. It'll it'll have its day. Don't you fret. Roy will have his day. Uh, our boy Ben on Culture Swine Studios asks, Number one, tall movies or short movies? And two, would you be opposed to relatively infrequent Betamax tape? So what does that mean, tall movies or short movies? Uh, you've heard of a long movie and a short film. Okay, but now are you t- ready for tall movie or short movie? Uh, tall movies. I want my movies to be tall. I want them to be uh, 70 feet high. Yeah, all movies should just star basketball. All movies should just be about the Harlem Globetrotters, honestly. I agree. I agree. That sounds like a very good idea. That'll not... Uh, go south <laughs> um but the harlem get... globetrotters versus the jamaican bobsled team <laughs> they were tall right uh were I they i don't think so i don't think so oh, i don't damn i don't think well bobsledding you need to be short for right because you're squished together in a bobsled oh uh, yeah you know what well the globetrotters are still tall 
Yeah, so it works out. We have tall versus short. We have basketball oh. versus bobsled. All right, we answered the question then. <laughs> but uh, the second question. What if the Harlem Globetrotters fought King Kong? Uh, that what if King Kong was in a bobsled? <laughs> He'd win every time. <laughs> he would just throw the bobsled down the hill. He would. He would. That is something that would be in character for Kong, for sure. Um, would you be opposed to the relatively infrequent Betamax tape? Uh, Probably, because I don't... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's a joke. <laughs> I don't own Betamax tapes. That's why they're not okay, on the show. Okay, but what about the uncommon Laserdisc? <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with those. That's true. <laughs> How about the obscure CED? Uh, CED. Wow, you're you're really reaching at the bottom there, dude. <laughs> I've seen them in person at like antique stores. Oh yeah, antique stores. No, no ship, Sherlock. <laughs> Not the players, but the tapes themselves. Yeah. Oh wow, wow, that's really ancient. All right, we, are, we, answer, we answered the question. Move on. <laughs> uh, Camp E cast. What are some movies that you would really want to discuss on the podcast at some point? Oh, there's a whole wall of DVDs and Blu-rays behind my laptop right now are just stuff that I want to make episodes on, but nobody's picked yet. Um, well, that's not true. Harry and the Hendersons I'm looking at right now, and I know you've claimed that, so someday. I, I like how that's how he brought up Harry and the Hendersons on here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've technically brought it up in every episode because it's always in the picture in the background of every uh, DVD and Blu-ray and VHS tape I take a picture of. But yeah, that, that that's our that's our uh, psyop for episode Harry. ninety-nine. Harry and the Hendersons. Let's go. <laughs> okay, sure. Let's do that. Let's do that then. <laughs> Next. What movie would drastically improve if you kept one actor the same but replaced the rest of the cast with Muppets? Uh, by Shark Repellent Bat Spray. Um, hmm. I know it'll never happen, but I seriously want a Knives Out movie where it's just the Muppets. Again, I mean, that would just be perfect. It would be so perfect. I know it'll never happen. I, at the very least, I want Ryan Johnson to make his own Donut Steal OCs of the Muppets, and that's how we get um, the Muppets into a uh, Knives Out movie. But I'm I'm telling you, a, a a murder mystery at the very least a murder mystery that features Daniel Craig. Maybe it's not Knives Out, but it's something with the Muppets. Like that. That's all I'm saying. It's it's brilliant. It it needs to happen. How would you feel about Earth Girls are easy with the Muppets? Um. Well, who's who's the only person that remains? Uh, I guess uh, Gina Davis. Then yes, I'd love it lots. <laughs> the doctor, actually... the doctor loves scene with a Muppet. <laughs> waka waka, Doctor Love. <laughs> well, we have to do that movie in the podcast at some point too, don't we? Yeah, someday if I ever own it. Uh, if I the the second I get Earth Girls Are Easy on blu-ray and or dvd and or vhs uh i'll call you up i'll be like william we're doing earth girls are easy oh like when that blu-ray first came out because it's a western release it was just like at walmart's i didn't even mm. know the movie existed at first so i just randomly saw it on the shelf and yeah. i saw the title earth girls are easy 
starring Jeff Goldblum and Jim Carrey. I'm like, what the fuck? $12? Hell yeah. <laughs> what a steal. <laughs> oh, yes. that That is a definite future episode of the podcast. Um, for sure. Uh, Amelia Pictures asks, Puss and Boost 2 when? Uh, when I get it on 4K. Uh, I haven't bought it yet. I I know I said like back when the Oscars are happening. I said if Puss in Boots two wins best animated feature, I the next day I will go and buy it on 4K. And then it didn't, and I still haven't bought it on 4K. <laughs> you probably still find it in some stores. No, absolutely. I've just been lazy. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, I've been too busy buying Muppets for Space on VHS <laughs> and Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah stone cold yeah but yeah someday don't worry it it is a guaranteed movie to talk about on the podcast someday uh from chaos beetle frontiers any movies coming out this summer you're interested in covering for the podcast and will history of power rangers be out when it's out and we like that it'll be out when it's out great iron liz <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, will History of the Power Rangers be out when it's out? It'll be out when it's out. Ask Linkara, the Lightbringer. Um, but anyway, any movies coming out this summer? Yeah, I do want to talk about... Um, I Well, I definitely do have... I definitely have episodes planned for The Flash, um, Indiana Jones, um, Barbie. Oppenheimer. And, uh, I do have a, uh, an episode planned for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Um, so... That's for sure. Um, in terms of after, yeah, Barbenheimer. Um, in terms of other movies, uh, not yet, but because I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything after uh, Barbenheimer uh, that I have any real interest in seeing. Not just they haven't come out yet, so like I'm sure once around the time they do come out, I'll have more of an idea of whether I want to do those. Um, but yeah. I do want to see Blue Beetle. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing Blue Beetle on the uh, podcast for sure. But I mean, again, it's whether it works out in scheduling is the thing. Um. So yeah, summer movies. Uh, I like how the next comment uh, from Swinters is that what it said? No, S Winters. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite Mario game. Um. Da, 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 I mean. I like Mario. I've played a lot of the games, but like, I couldn't really pick a favorite. Yeah. I guess I like would... Mario 64 because it's the one I'm most nostalgic for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paper Mario 2. Mario. Yeah. I think this is where I realize I'm more of a Sonic head because I'm more fond of Sonic and the Secret Rings uh, party mode than I am <laughs> any Mario game I've ever played. That's not true. I do love Mario Kart Wii um, and Mario Kart uh, eight because I've played with you guys. Um, but yeah, I guess my favorite Mario game is uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. There, that's my answer. Uh, what is your favorite individual film do you enjoy talking about the most and least on the podcast? From Bad Clips. Um, well, I guess if we want to be technical, my favorite film I've talked about on the cast is The Dark Crystal because that is my all time favorite film. Um, and I did enjoy talking about it. I did enjoy talking about that movie, uh, for sure. Uh, 
anyway, the movie I was least wanted to talk about. Um, I really All this and rabbit that. stew. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. All this and rabbit stew. That is the movie I least wanted to talk about. And yet I still talked about it. So there you go. Answered. And uh, for me, I guess, uh, the Evil Dead 2, I guess, probably. That's your favorite Donkey Kong tie? <laughs> I mean, I'm answering the question for Bad Clips 2. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I thought we moved on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So your favorite was Evil Dead 2? Yeah. Because I've only actually been on two episodes so far, but like, we have a bunch of other ones planned. You've been on three, actually. Oh, right. I was also like Dark Crystal Labyrinth. And yeah. I guess uh, least favorite was, I guess, by uh, All This and Rabbit Stew. Yeah. Yeah, all this in Rabbit Stew. Yeah. All my homies hate all this in Rabbit Stew. <laughs> and uh, from Israel777, yeah, for me Israel. specifically, what's my favorite Donkey Kong tie? Yes. Uh, my favorite Donkey Kong tie is the one that Donkey Kong wears. Yeah. It's a good yeah. answer. Yeah. There you go. I will not answer it because the question is not for me, so... Uh, will ever consider watching the third Christmas Story film from Ger- Gerald. Oh, that's yeah. the one that came out on Disney Plus, right? No, that's the one that came out on Max. Uh, but it does have the original actor for Ralphie. Um, I, I think that's what I was thinking. I just didn't remember where it came. <clears throat> yeah, no, but it's a generic streaming service movie, or it looks like it. I've heard fine things from it, but like, I guess maybe considering the fact that, you know. The previous time they made a sequel to A Christmas Story, it was A Christmas Story 2, and, well, we all know how that turned out, um, unless you haven't seen it. It turned out really bad, actually. Uh, so, But also, like, even if A Christmas Story didn't exist, if, if A Christmas Story 2 didn't exist, I probably would not watch this recent movie, because I, I seriously just have drawn the line. I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of these awful-looking legacy sequels. It's a Christmas story. The original means a hell of a lot to me. I, I just, I already know I'm going to hate the sequel, so I'm not even going to bother. It just so. feels like why bother making a sequel to do specifically that? Exactly. You're just like, like, all right. Here's the thing. There actually are other sequels of Christmas story. The difference is that they're not called Christmas story too, because they're not Christmas movies. Yeah. They're about like summer vacation or like Halloween. They just take those characters and put them in a different scenario. And I've Mm -hmm. heard that those ones are actually pretty decent because they're just using the characters in a different scenario. Yeah, so I'd rather watch those than this third. They were also TV specials, too. Oh, well, there you go. Then they must be shorter. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet. I forget what they're called. I feel the the first one, the one that I'm thinking of was like a. Because, like, it's not available on stream. Maybe I watched a YouTube video on it, but it was like. They go to, like, this, like, camp that had, like, a weird name, and that's what it's about. And, like, okay. Ralphie wants to get, like, a job or something. Because, like, when you're a little kid, your first job is, like, a big deal. And then you get the job and you realize, wow, this sucks. Yeah, exactly. So, hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, to answer your question, probably not. I'd rather watch whatever William was talking about. Because, <laughs> like, they're actually doing it correctly. Exactly. Exactly. Scientists announce Christmas 2. Uh, from Yen Sid, assuming you've been keeping count, what's the total number of Blu-rays and DVDs each of you have? Uh, I have not been keeping count. 
Uh, I have like a list on Letterbox of all the individual movies I own, but you also have to think that there's also a lot of cartoon compilations in there and like other things we get included, like bonus movies or bonus features. So like I don't actually have the hard number of discs. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I could go over to my shelf over there and count out all the uh, movies that I've kept because that's officially my collection. Um, from what do you do with like box sets? Box sets? Um, yeah, what do we do about that? Would that just count as one in this case, or that still counts like as many movies as they are? Uh, well, that depends. Like, what's an example of a box set you have? Uh, I have the Superman collection, uh, well, which technically would... has five because it counts the Richard Donner cut as a separate right. movie. Right. So, I count that as five. Yeah, but then it's like, what do you do if like a cartoon co- collection? Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> what do you do if, like, the saw box at this one case just has eight discs? Yeah. Uh, mm. I can tell you now, uh, my Blu-ray collection, uh, counting just all the things on it, like, this also includes, like, bonus movies or, like, shorts and stuff, uh, 1,580. <laughs> that's Keep, notice, notably, you can also probably just, like, dock, like, 400 of them out for, like, the cartoons and bonus stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Legend of Prince Ahmed Blu-ray comes with like a bunch of the other short films she made, so those are right. also in here. Okay, so there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. So no, like I... the list is it's a lot less when you factor in the fact that like like I love the singer and Mickey's rival are in here. Right. Exactly. So it's it's really <laughs> hard to tell. I mean, again, I could probably, but I just don't feel like taking on that kind of math. So. Sorry. Like I'm, I'm staring down the Aaron Flynn Robin Hood right in between Mickey's trailer and Brave Little Taylor. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot. That That's that's how many there is. It's a lot. Uh, what's the next one? Mm-hmm. PSI user 658 asks, Besides VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray, do you have movies on other lesser-known formats like Laserdisc or Betamax? If not, is there a movie you would like to own on that format specifically? So, uh, no, I do not own anything that I don't own any other uh, format for movies or whatnot when it comes to physical media. Like, yeah, literally DVDs, Blu-rays and VHS are the only formats I own Um, because those are the formats I grew up on. And. I wouldn't really want to own anything else other than those three because, well, one, it's kind of hard to own those things and not have a player for them. You know, like, I don't own a Laserdisc. I, I guess I could own a Laserdisc for, like, you know, the walls being like, haha, I own this movie on Laserdisc. But it's like, but now I have no way of watching it because I don't have a Laserdisc player. So, like... The only Dude. reason I would see to really do that if it's like a movie you love that you would just like to own multiple versions of it for like the collector's sake. Right. But again, I already do that because I do have multiple versions of The Dark Crystal, for example. I have it on 4K. I have it on DVD. I have it on Blu-ray. I would like to own it on VHS sometime because those are players that I own. I actually own a 4K player and I have a, a dual DVD slash VHS player hooked up to my TV. I have both of those hooked up, so, like, I have easy access to play these things at any given point. Um, So that's why, like, 
I have these and I'm able to, I'm able to like, if I did not have a VHS player, I would not be making, I would not have the occasional VHS tape to talk about because like, there would be no point in keeping them. Like every time I'd bring on a VHS tape, I'd just be like, Oh, I don't have a way of watching it. So I'm getting rid of it. So and it's like, no, I need, if I didn't have a VHS player, we wouldn't have been able to talk about the 50 greatest cartoons VHS. So it's, if I'm going to own, you know, something on a certain format, I want to have an, I want to have an easy way to play it. And I don't really feel like spending that much money on a laser disc player for like on the off chance that I would ever own something on laser disc, you know, like it, I don't see that as worth it. Um, it's, it's the mentality of you would want to be able to actually watch it regardless yeah, that's like why, in my point, yes. like I'd be saying, like I would only ever be watching the best version of the thing I own anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I own like a VHS copy of Little Shop of Horrors, I would only be doing that for the collector's sake. I wouldn't be watching the VHS tape even if I had a player because, like, I would just rather watch the Blu-ray at that point. Right. Or like, if I get like a laser disc of a Godzilla movie, I wouldn't be watching the laser disc anyway. Regardless, I would mostly just be getting that because it's a Godzilla thing, and I'd be putting with the Godzilla stuff. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. You're more for like the collector side. I am more for the practical side. I if yeah. I want something, I want it so then I could actually watch it because then yeah. it's just it's just sitting there. Like, what does it do? I would be putting on display. Basically, is the point. Yes. Exactly. I mean, I do have stuff on display, but it's also stuff that I can use. So, like, it's, yeah. it's a it's a dual thing. Yeah, absolutely. And like, the, I think the crux of the question is, I wouldn't be getting a VHS tape of Cliffhanger if I didn't already own a version of Cliffhanger I could actually watch, right? Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, there's yeah half these VHS tapes that I keep, I keep because. I'm nostalgic for it. I'm nostalgic for my Clockwork Orange VHS tape. I'm nostalgic for my Pink Floyd's The Wall VHS tape. But then I also have Weird Al's Greatest Hits on VHS because I well I'm nostalgic for it. And there's no like Weird Al's Greatest Hit DVD or Blu-ray. Um, and then I have Time Runner on VHS because that's as high as it goes in the physical media market. It never got a Blu-ray or DVD release, so I just have it on VHS because I think that movie's hilarious. But like that's literally the only way I can watch it on physical media is that VHS tape. So it's it's out of practicality. Um, yeah. But also for the lulls. <laughs> so so yeah yeah. I mean, when it comes to other, I actually do have a bit of a story with other uh, media formats. Um, when I was cleaning out, because I used to have this job where I used to clean out people's houses and that's part of the reason why I have a whole lot of these DVDs and stuff is because like people had like all these movies collect these movie collections. And like, I'd get, I'd like get a hold of them. I'd be like, can I take these? And they'd be like, yes, like get them the hell out of my house. Like once we clean them out, they're just like, we have no reason to keep these. Please just get rid of them, like throw them away, sell them, do whatever. And so that's why I've kind of amassed like this giant collection. This one guy was cleaning out his house. He had a whole collection of HD DVDs which are not Blu-rays and they're yeah. not DVDs. They're a whole other format and you need a whole other player to play them. And yeah, I was they're debated. the format that lost the They're war. the format that lost. They're the red. Um, yeah. They look, they look like Blu-ray cases, but they're red. And I was debating keeping those because like I did, because they also came with a player because the dude had a player. But I'm like, what's, what, what am I going to gain from having this collection of HD DVDs if I'm 
if I already own the other movies on the uh, format that I watch regularly anyway. Like, I watch DVDs more regularly. I watch Blu-rays more regularly because, well, one again, yeah, those are the formats that won. So Yeah, like, unless you didn't own one of those movies already. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'd but, imagine, like, a lot of them were common titles. Really, yes. with HD DVD, the only real practical reason I can see to do that is if it's, like, literally a complete collection. Like, all of the movies released on HD DVD. Because that is possible, because that was yes. not a... That format did not last very long. Right, so you could probably get, like, a whole bunch of movies on there and just have a complete HD DVD collection. But, again, that's... That costs money. I don't want to spend my money on that. That just does not sound practical. So yeah, it's no like no, that'd be no like thanks. if you're a, that'd be like if you're a hardcore collector. Mm-hmm. Yes, which I'm. I mean, I'm hardcore, but I'm not that hardcore. You're sure. getting the movies you want to actually watch them. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I think that answers that question. Uh, let me see. Which question are we on right now? We are on Plebus's question, who asks, are there any films you regret making into episodes, whether it be regretting the watching experience or thinking it didn't make much of a good discussion in the end? Uh, um, this one. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to figure, yeah. I actually do have an answer, and it's uh, not what you think. I semi-regret me. I would say my biggest regrets with this podcast are any of the solo episodes I did, mostly because I realized I would prefer to have somebody else along for the ride when talking about a movie. Um, but I would say out of that, out of all the solo episodes I did, my biggest one has to be the UHF episode, um, which is like the generalized Weird Al episode. I feel like. I like UHF especially is a movie I need to tell somebody about and I need to have a conversation about. And I don't like that. I just kind of jumped into that without having someone along for the ride. So that's what I mean. I you could just do it of, again. Well, that's what I've been always thinking about. It's like maybe someday I'll return to these movies. Like if I did a solo episode, I feel like I will be returning to them someday because I want to do an episode on Time Runner with somebody. I want to hear somebody's reaction to Time Runner. That would be the funniest thing. So, yeah. It's Time Runner. Oh, t- Mark Hamill's Blade Runner. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, I love Time Runner. I, I need to spread the word on Time Runner. You, you, everybody needs to experience Time oh, Runner. Oh, what is this poster? <laughs> is, that, is that just a Star Destroyer in the background? No. No, it's it's an alien ship. It's it's an alien movie with literally zero aliens. <laughs> I love the Photoshop on this poster. Yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> All right, next question. Yo, it it takes place last year. Yeah, well, that's why I talked about it last year because I was just like, oh, this will be the last year it takes place in the future. Um, and so I made an episode on it, and uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> Good old Time Runner. God bless you, Time Runner, for being only on VHS. <laughs> Are there any notoriously awful movies you hate with a passion that you plan to talk about on the podcast from Lazy Bones? Um, hmm. Yes, there are plenty of movies that I detest that absolutely need to have their own episode. Um. I actually have like a private list on my letterbox of like movies I want to do a 
I want to do on the podcast. And yeah, some of these are movies I genuinely despise that I feel like need their own episode. I would say... You know what? I'll go with the funniest answer. I want to someday talk about Sorceress on the podcast. I feel like that would be... That would make for a really funny episode. Um, and because it's a piece of shit. Have you ever heard of it, William? That's the movie that you watched because you saw the poster and thought it was animated, but then it wasn't. Yeah, that's the one I thought was going to be like a Ralph Bakshi animated movie. and then But it just like, turns out that, no, it just has a Frank Rosetta poster and that's it. Yeah. yeah, surprise, it's directed by Jack Hill. Yeah, and the acting was bad. Uh, Jack Hill is a familiar name. Who does, what is he again? He He's probably done a couple of things on a... There are multiple Jack Hills. Jack Hill, so according to the Letterboxd, he's director of Coffee, Foxy Brown, okay. Spider Baby, Switchblade uh, Sisters. Wrote for Dementia 13. He wrote Dementia 13. Okay, so there. That's how you know him. <laughs> what else did he do? Uh, I think he did a lot, but he did probably like a lot big of dollhouse, stuff. Big Dollhouse, the Big Bird Cage. Mm-hmm. Bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack, you you magnificent bastard. <laughs> but yeah, sorceress, uh don't look up anything about it. Uh I I want to save that uh for someday if I ever either own it or if I can sneak it in somehow to an episode. Uh yes, that's 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 a movie that is notoriously awful. It's it's dog shit. It's really bad. Like Really, really, really bad. Um, so not as good as Ernest Goes to School. Not as good as Ernest Goes to School, no. <laughs> Which is, of course, the greatest movie ever made. Well, that naturally. I mean, come on. Yeah, that that's what you were talking about. <laughs> All right, next question. What From Ketchup, what has been your favorite episode of the podcast so far? Hmm... I'm very proud of all of my episodes. <laughs> uh, no, like that's that is like I'm not even trying to be like nice. Like I genuinely just say the Ewoks episode and be done with it. I'm proud of the Ewoks episode. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it's my favorite one so far. Uh, well, what's your favorite? Hmm? Not to put you on the spot or nothing. Uh, the Evil Dead one. Yeah, I, I just use that as a default again. No, it's a, you know what? That is a good episode, though. I'm very proud of how that one turned out. Um, just because, yeah, I, I, I was very proud of how it turned out. I liked, I liked our Evil Dead conversations, and I liked how James said "yeah" at everything we said. <laughs> you need to get more of excuses to get him on here, just so you can hear him say "yeah." I know, I do, I do. Yeah. Is there a movie called "Yeah"? Uh, Let me check. Please do, yeah, because that one I'll force James to be on. <laughs> uh, from 2018, directed by Yohei Suzuki. All right, that's how we it's get James. It's 45 minutes long. A oh, young woman, Eiko, wanders around a sparsely populated housing estate in a rural city, Mito, where she spends her time speaking to objects and plants. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> uh, 126 people have watched it. 
perfect. We'll, we'll we can get in on the ground floor then with that one. The uh, poster is of just a girl holding a pot of flowers on her, a pot of plant on her head. Like, I can't um, even say flowers. It's just plant. It's just a plant. Just plant. <laughs> just plant. Yeah, it's just, it's plant. Just plant. Yeah, and it's yeah in all caps. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's uh, another movie from 2021 called Yeah. There's no poster. Oh, so it's probably not out yet. Uh, 2021, five people watched it. It has one rating, two okay. and a half. Well, is this another Black Scarab situation where yeah, it's uh, nine minutes long? Blurry figures multiply in the darkness. Uh, this looks like it's probably just going to be like an experimental thing. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to ask if it's like the same thing as like uh you know, Black Scarab, where it's just a re- it's just a re- Where they just took the- they just re-edited a movie from ten years ago and called it a new movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. I don't okay. think that happens that often. <laughs> well, are you saying that Brett Kelly is a man doing his own thing? I'm- uh, Brett Kelly sure is a guy. He sure is a director of movies. Well, I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> yeah, the worst part is that that not, isn't even listed as most obscure on my letterbox still because of those damn travel logs from the Phantom of the Opera Blu-ray. Oh, that's funny. I think I think if there I think there's exactly one too many of us in the call for Black Scarab for that to be my most obscure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Black Scarab, you shitty shitty piece of shit no we're not talking about it on the podcast no no someday we'll get a brett kelly uh episode but not today nano shark nano shark <laughs> out of all the too many movies you've covered what was your biggest surprise in terms of a good movie or biggest disappointment in terms of a bad movie from buster hmm biggest surprise um I really have to think about this because like the majority of movies that I've talked about, I've either uh, I'm just trying to think because like because I do have any I have a couple of answers for biggest disappointment. Um, You haven't really done a lot of blind reviews, have you? Some of them have been blind. Um, Well, because like I I would say like the number one movie uh, that's like brand new that I've definitely loved after talking about it would have to be Brazil. Cause like I had never seen Brazil before watching that. Um, I had never seen Brazil before doing an episode on it. Um, so that was a blind watch, but like, I, that's I also surprised. like, was that movie also has a reputation? Yeah. That movie has a reputation. So I expected to like it. No, I definitely loved it a lot more than I was thinking I was going to like it. Um, I guess biggest surprise would be something like, you know, relatively speaking, uh, maybe like Duel, because I really like Duel when me and John talked about it. Um, and I guess, to, speaking of Buster, I would say maybe Common Rider, Zeto, like, was a bit of a surprise for me. Like, I did not expect to like that as much as I did. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, you know what? Yeah, Duel and Common Rider have been very big surprises for me uh, in terms of the podcast. I guess my big surprise would be the fucking Raggedy Ann short. <laughs> <laughs> it came out of fucking nowhere. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Officer Flanagan, my man. Yeah, dude, such a good, such a good short. I'm so glad we talked about that. Um, in terms of biggest disappointment, I have a couple. Um, I would say one of the biggest ones was the suckling. 
um, which was an episode, which was on one of my earliest episodes, episode four, where I talked about the suckling and young Frankenstein. I really wanted to like that movie. I thought it was going to be a so bad. It's good movie. It was miserable. It was un undeniably miserable. Like one of the most miserable experiences I've ever had watching a movie. Um, that I had to rant about it on the podcast. Like I originally wasn't going to make an episode on it. Um, but then like I watched it and then I watched young Frankenstein and I'm like, Hey, two movies I can do an episode on. Um, so then I talked about both of them and yeah, the suckling was just fucking dog shit, dude. I hated that. And then you watched that because you start watching the red letter media video that it was in. You watched yeah. like five minutes of it and hearing them reacting, you watched the movie afterwards. So you missed the part where they said that this movie is miserable and you shouldn't watch it. Yeah. Again, because like I said, like I told you, like I did that before and I got movies like winter beast and notoriously Faust, which is one of the best movies I've ever discovered through red letter media. So like I was thinking, Oh, the suckling will be just like Faust. no, no, because you paused right before you paused the video right before they said, "This is miserable. Don't watch it." Yeah, exactly. So I I learned my lesson that day. Never do that again with Red Letter Media. I will never find something on the same level as Faust. Um, so <laughs> what's Stone Cold? Well, Stone Cold is different. Stone Cold, I watched the whole thing and then I forgot about it, and then I watched it again with you guys, and I was able to enjoy it again because we smartly waited over a year after that episode came out. Yeah, we we were very smart in that. Uh, it was also I, just a sure happenstance that it just happened to get a new Blu-ray recently. Yes. Thank you, Jack Quaid. <laughs> Yo, Jack Quaid W. Jack Quaid W. Um, and in terms of, like, other disappointments, I would also say something like Frankenfish was disappointing. Because, like, again, that's another example of I really wanted to like this because I think it, I thought it would be funny bad. And then it was just boring. So that was disappointing. Um, yeah, I think that about does it in terms of disappointments, I would say. All right. All right. Well, last question from Biff Weed. Yeah. What is your favorite scene from the hit classic Chuck E. Cheese in the Galaxy 5000? Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese in the Galaxy 5000. All right. I have my answer. I don't know if you do. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's Zoom gas. Come on, dude. Zoom gas. Zoom gas. Oh, that. You know what? Some. I'm sure someday I'm going to be talking about that on the podcast. I don't know. Yeah, if that's the occasional VHS tape. I. Oh, episode ninety eight. Oh, dude. If I found that, if I found that, I would. I would buy it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I mean, don't... you can probably just get it on eBay for like five dollars. Probably. Maybe even less than that. Let me check. Chuck <laughs> e. No, 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 I don't want to go to the eBay app. Yeah. I, I have that on my phone. On your fucking telephone. Yeah. yeah oh, oh, no. Oh. oh, dear. I was wrong. No? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, I got four results. Only two of them on the tape. And, um, oh, no. How much? Uh... More than five dollars is what I will say. <laughs> let, let me take. Can I? Can I guess? Can I guess? Sure. Um, one hundred and twenty dollars. No less than that, thankfully. Oh, thank God. Uh, eighty dollars. Uh, one of them is eighty-four forty-nine, and the other is ninety-nine. 
that's absurd. I look, you want to, but for only fifty dollars, you can get the Chuck E. Cheese and the Galaxy Five Thousand free deal lenticular trading card. Oh no! Look, I'm a fan of buying movies for the bit as much as the next guy. Like we said, that's I'm not a show. Bit. I'm getting Showgirls on 4K, and I'm keeping the 50 of the greatest cartoons VHS tape. Listen, I still have my goddamn Marmaduke 2010 DVD that I got for 97 cents at the local shop, and th- when I tried to return it, they wouldn't take it back. So now I'm stuck with it, like I like it's the fucking Necronomicon. I am a total fan of buying movies for the bit. I am not paying $80 for a goddamn Chuck E. Cheese and the Galaxy 5000 VHS tape. I refuse. You know what else you could, you know what you could do with the Marmaduke DVD? What? You could just bury it in a hole. Just dig a hole in your backyard and bury it. But William, it's Marmaduke 2010. So you're saying that it counts as an ecological weapon? I'm saying I can't just dig a hole and find China. That Marmaduke did that in the movie. Oh, damn. <laughs> Did they, they were still making go dig through the world and end up in China jokes in 2010. Yes. Yeah. No. That's li- like literally that's a joke in the in the beginning of the movie. He's like digging a hole and his owner's like Marmaduke and he's like what? I'm trying to find China. Would you yeah. even end up in China realistically? Like I feel like you'd end up in like fucking Russia or something. Yeah, I don't know how that would work uh, geologically speaking. Well, first of all, you'd fall into Hollow Earth first, but then yeah, maybe you'd fall into China after that, or maybe Russia. I mean, I honestly, guess... if anything, you might just end up in the fucking ocean. Well, that too, yeah. It, I, I can't wrap my head around what the globe actually looks like at the moment, so I have no idea. No idea. Yeah, we're not, uh, we're not 90s kids anymore. We're not, we're not, te- we're not kids anymore. We don't conveniently have a globe in our room anymore. No, no, we're, we're not like, uh, Jake Spankenheimer who has, like, a globe. He did have a globe in his room, didn't he? And Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Because for some reason, when we were all kids, we just randomly had, like, globes or, like, beach balls in shape of the earth. Did you, Yeah, you know, I had a puzzle of the globe where you – it was like a 3D puzzle where you could, like, build it up into a singular globe. I never finished it. I got – I don't even think I made it to the equator. I think I was that lazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I th- I think maybe be- – or maybe it wasn't because of laziness. I think I literally just was missing pieces in that. Damn, uh, vintage Chuck E. Cheese merch just goes for money. Does it? I mean, no. You know what? I and I 100% believe that. Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play dumb. I 110% believe it does. It's it's goddamn Chuck E. Cheese. Like, yeah, people are nostalgic for it for some reason. My mom has a memory of bringing me to Chuck E. Cheese once when I was a kid, and I do remember this because I never went to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid, so I remember going to Chuck E. Cheese, and she said it was one of the worst experiences of her life because it's goddamn Chuck E. Cheese, like. It's not fun. And I remember being there and being like, wow, this is fine. Like, I've been to better arcades than this. Um, and I remember, like, when my mom was telling me that story, like, yeah, I brought you to Chuck E. Cheese at one time and it was miserable. I'm like, look, you could have just brought me to Blockbuster and let me run rampant in there and just buy whatever. Like, that would have, I would have had an infinitely better time if you just let me do that. There's this guy in Texas who was selling a Chuck E. Cheese salad bar poster for local pickup only for 150 all right, road trip to Chucky, road trip to Texas, dude. We got to pick up that uh, salad bar. <laughs> Someone there. is selling an old mas- Munch mascot costume for eighty five hundred dollars. Oh my goodness, that's that's absurd. 
That is I mean, it's a, it's a mascot costume, so, like, yeah, that would cost that much, but, like, damn. Yeah, damn. Yeah, no. It's... Holy shit. Oh, here we go. Uh, you need to you need to look at this. All right, I need to look at this. All right, you need send to look it at to this me. one. Yeah, send it to me. Rare mid two thousands Chuck E. Cheese cola triple sided table ad with over the hedge in it. Over the hedge. Feed uh, your kids hunger for reading. Birthdays, holidays, any days. Any days. And it's only forty nine ninety nine. That is why is this the cheapest thing so far? One bid. Well, the cheapest thing I saw was like a manager's shirt, but like they probably just make those in bulks anyway. Right, exactly. And you could you could realistically remake that. Yeah, wow. that's ten dollars, but like yeah, that's just like because that's already in bulk anyway. That's on demand. Oh, we got six days left. Um, before. Hey man, it, only one bid. Only one. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I refuse. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> you may convince me to buy a Trek tank top, but you're not convincing me to buy this. You want the best in sales 2008 employee pen? The the what? <laughs> I'm assuming you're just going to show this to me. <laughs> no. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think we've gone on long enough. I think so, too. Well, we answered all the questions. Uh, Thank you all for submitting questions. That was very nice of you to submit questions, and hopefully we answered them properly. Um, So, yeah. I sure didn't. I... (laughs) All right, William, do do you have any questions you want to ask? Come. (laughs) Uh, we did it we we sure did it we 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 did it not only did we do not only did we do this episode where we talked about 50 of the greatest cartoons we answered all your stupid questions kidding they were very lovely questions we've done this or not we me i've done this for 50 episodes um and man, we we're still going strong. I have plenty of episodes left. Half of them are with William. <laughs> so get ready for the William Renaissance. The the William Assance, if you will. Yeah, next time we get to talk about fucking showgirls and Fritz the Cat. Yeah. I don't know when, but someday. the second I get that the second I get the four K, we'll 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 plan something out. Um, One day we'll do Aloha Bobby and Rose. <laughs> someday we will yeah um but william please uh now's the time where you get to shout out your your links your plugs your channels your whatnot where can people find you william uh in the link in the description because i know you're gonna put it there anyway yeah but your yeah your your channel your letterbox your twitter your whatever uh, i'll plug when i actually make something again that's fair that's fair um yeah and also congrats william you now have been on four episodes making you the uh most returned to guest thus far um i believe and a record i'm probably gonna keep a record you're probably gonna keep yeah and then in third place is like uh i think like john puff and mordo and chaos all share like uh a tie for third place for most appearances on the uh, podcast where you're in second. So good for you. Um, yeah, no, I think that 
just about does it then. Uh, thanks for coming along and talking about these stupid cartoons. I'm sorry they made you sick the past week. <laughs> no, that was just complete happenstance. Oh, well, I'm sure they didn't help. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to record this yesterday, but uh, my throat was still not good then. Mm, yeah. It's mm. still not great today, but it's better. It's bearable. That's good. That's good. Very good. Well, again, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I'm glad you came on to talk about these stupid cartoons. So Maybe boy, next time we do this, we can watch good cartoons. Maybe next time we'll watch good cartoons. Yes, for sure. Um, and yeah, thank you, the audience, for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show, please give a like, give a comment. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and or you could just listen to us on YouTube. That's cool, too. We're on the same platform as all those other cartoons that YouTube didn't take down yet. I'm sure that I looked it up. There's plenty of playlists on YouTube of all the cartoons on this VHS. So they even have the logo. They have it as like a separate like opening video because people do that. They just put like videos of VHS openings on YouTube. It's yeah, really fascinating. I mean, it's good archival work. It is good archival work for sure. For sure. Um. Well, anyway, I'm going to stop recording. Oh, okay. So you stopped recording. Well, thank you no, all I for haven't. listening. Oh, you haven't stopped recording? Oh, well, I said I was gonna, <laughs> but you didn't let me yet. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, and always remember... Uh, Come. Yeah. It's as good as it's going to get. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Just for you, I'm gonna